Oh, dear. Guys, just pretend that we're on the couch at Dustin's house. Oh, then this episode's going to fucking suck. (laughs) Episode (laughs) 0.5. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar. (laughs) No, you don't have to clap anymore, Lund. I was going to give us a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Presented by Bose Bar and Stage. Thank you, thank you. Yes, this is the last formal episode of Oh Dear. Uh, We'll just get that out of the way right now. Of course, we do have one more recording planned to say a proper goodbye, but this is uh, as far as Oh Dear goes and our actual format. This is it, but let's not dwell on the negative because we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Uh, For our last ever podcast interview, this already happened, but we snagged a pretty not bad guest. Uh, Mayor Ken Johnston uh, was in studio with us uh, a week or so ago now. It was a while. Uh, We had a great interview with him uh, that you're definitely going to want to hear. So that's coming up in just a bit. First, I have to introduce this motley crew you're about to go on this fantastic voyage with. I'm Ted Emmett back here. Oh, back here again at Communal Creative Studios by Bose. I didn't finish writing the intros here. Oh, no. So I don't have any jokes. So you know what? I'm just going to be real nice. It is our last actual episode. So joined by, you know, probably Red Deer's best party planner, one of its biggest fundraisers, Dustin Moore. How's it going? Oh, Episode, what is this episode 31 31 yeah nice comment why I wouldn't like... we end on episode 31 yeah <laughs> well you said it was our last formal episode and me and walsh dressed up and you wore a fucking backwards hat yeah how <laughs> else are you gonna know i'm 34 years old and ultra cool if i don't wear a backwards hat <laughs> to be fair i don't think any of our episodes have been formal episodes so i'm talking about the formal layout of the episode yeah. <laughs> i know I but know. i had a good pun <laughs> Did you though? <laughs> I don't know. But I also, I, I dressed up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lund, yeah. I think the Lund household missed the boat here. But it's laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, Ted. Excited for the last night, and I'm sure uh, Kevin and I's wives are sitting at home going, "Thank God that this is over." So my wife has been saying that for five years. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, we only get I only get to make so many more of those jokes too. God damn it. And uh, yeah, my favorite most handsome businessman in Red Deer, Kevin Walsh. How's it going? I'm good. I'm uh, very sad that I missed the the mayor interview, mm-hmm. but looking forward to tonight. So thanks for having me, Ted. And uh, maybe Red Deer's biggest hidden treasure until he joined this podcast, Ryan Lund. How's it going? Yeah, I'm not I'm not hidden anymore, and I'm easy to find. So, thank you, Ted. Especially when you wear a bright shirt. Yeah, and that's why I do it. <laughs> and coworker Aaron, uh, last episode, I know you like your spot over there too, uh, but Andrew's not, can't be with us uh, tonight for this one, unfortunately. So we're just all here hanging out at the table. I'm a big fan of the fact that you have to work so hard at your insults, but when you don't have them written down, all you can come up with is nice things to say about everybody. Yeah. I like that. That's, yeah, you heard it here first. I have to try to be mean. <laughs> But also, yeah, I just, I thought it's nice to be nice. It's the holiday season, right? Uh, Which means Ryan and Riley, once again, the two busiest people maybe on the planet. So neither of them could be here with us tonight, uh, which is unfortunate, but still took the time uh, to get us set up and get us going here at Communal Creative Studios. Uh, Very irresponsibly gave us the keys to the studio for tonight. I don't know. We'll do our best not to trash the place. Yeah. If you're free tonight, come on down to (laughs) Creative Communal Studios located at... (laughs) Downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because this is coming out tonight. Yeah. We'll still be here by the time it comes out for sure. Yeah, I'm just practicing for my radio gig (laughs) now that the podcast is over. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, speaking of that, Aaron, have you gotten any bites on your ad reader? 
I don't know. Ted might be holding them hostage, but I have a feeling no. No, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get okay. to that. Yeah, we've got lots to get to. This is this might be a long episode, a longer interview. Of course, uh, we, we're probably just going to talk your ear off. So uh, let's get right into it right away. You've been forewarned. Uh, let's get things going with the Glad Game. The Glad Game is brought to you by Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works. Family owned and operated in Red Deer for over 15 years. Learn more at AEMW.com and AAMWRD.com and follow them on social media. I feel like I need to give an apology to everybody for my voice as I'm getting over a cold. So sorry. Oh, Aaron, your voice has been annoying the whole time. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> There's our mean yeah. start. Oh, coming coming from Eeyore here. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He wrote that one down. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. Well, uh, guys, I'm going to kind of take over the Glad game to start. I know we don't want to dwell too much uh, because this isn't our last actual episode. But uh, one thing I'm glad for, we did make the uh, announcement that the podcast was ending uh, basically, you know, mid-December. And I know uh, just the response we got and the support, uh, which is not surprising at all. But for me personally, like... I don't think uh, it takes a genius to know that the podcast is ending because uh, I'm the one who wants to walk away from it. And it's uh, it's been a lot. It's been a tough decision. And uh, just mental health wise and to try and uh, focus on some other things in my life, it's the right thing to do. But I'm glad for the support that I've seen. It's not lost on me, even for the people in this room, that it sucks that this podcast is ending. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. And I don't know, it might feel like maybe it was being taken away from you, you know, and don't really have uh, any uh, control over that. And same with a lot of people who really enjoy it. But uh, just appreciate the people to have reached out and all of you, just the support for it, because uh, it's not lost on me uh, that it sucks that this podcast is ending. And it was a tough decision. I've gone back and forth a million times. It's just made it a lot easier on me uh, walking away uh, from at least the podcast part of this. So uh, just, yeah, the kind words from everyone in the community too. And being able, again, to do go out on our own terms though and uh, do this nice little kind of farewell tour. That's not because we think we're so great that we need a farewell tour, but because we you just want to say- You think we're great because you're calling it a farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying, yeah. But it's really, it's to say, it's to say thank you to all of our supporters really is what this is. So yeah, I'm just glad for that. Even seeing the support uh, once we announced that, uh, we're unfortunately kind of tying a bow on this. Yeah, Ted, perfect glad game to end kind of, oh dear, you know, from Ryan, Kevin, myself and Aaron and Andrew, don't ever think that this is getting taken away from us. You built this, man. You, like You, you gave this to yeah, us. Yeah, you, you, you were- <laughs> So you can take it away. Yeah, you, you were the guy, you know, I say bus driver, but like you led this whole thing and, and did all the work. We're still gonna drink beers as our <laughs> friend group, like, like we're doing right now we're just not going to be in front of a microphone and and probably won't get canceled like we're still waiting for lund to get canceled if yeah. on an edit that you don't do by accident i'm too so. good at editing yeah <laughs> that's where all the work comes from i'm sick of it no but <laughs> you know you, you say mental health and, and it's so important these days and and making sure you're taking care of yourself and obviously that's at the forefront here and what you built and and what we've built is so cool and the people we've met and the things we've done along the way with our families i know me and kevin with our kids and our wives so i'm just glad that you were able to put as much time as you did into the podcast and uh you've you've given us a, a really cool experience and a lot of skills that actually have translated into actually our careers so two snaps 
There you better go. you better heard that on the mics, by the way. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's one of the skills Dustin's learned. Play snapping. Yeah. 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 And it's never too late to get canceled. So we'll see how this happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Dustin. Like I said, just people reaching out, you know, whether to each of us or as a group and just uh, telling us to, it, it feels good knowing that everything we all put into this uh, the last two years, everyone put in a lot of time, uh, even just to be here and go and do the things we've done. Just to know that it did. Oh, that's a $10 fine for me making noise on the table. Just move that. Uh, you know, just uh, to know that we did make an impact. We joke that we have tens of fans, but it's really like, honestly, it's 20. a shocking amount of people. 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but that follow us and, and interact with us too. So I just, I do appreciate kind of the response to that. And uh, yeah, and to anyone, if you are upset, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, thanks for listening and thanks for understanding. To anyone listening, don't blame Ted. You know, thank you for driving the bus as dustin said i think he said everything great so I, I won't go too much further but just thank you for your time and effort and thanks to all of us but i mean especially you ted i mean you were the one that made us do this yeah <laughs> um well du- and, oh, and here we dustin, are so. dustin was the cattle we'll talk about that in our farewell episode a little bit too dustin actually was the catalyst but what's amazing two years later no one has to come on after dustin says something and add or correct anything that's amazing that's personal growth right there that's brain development. <laughs> That's us getting lazy. Lun's <laughs> <laughs> just nodding over there. Good podcast, buddy. Yeah, like for those of you that that can't hear me, I'm just being silent with my answers. Yeah. Like Dustin and the when we used to do it on Zoom, and he'd just give a thumbs up to answer. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll, I'll hop on. Um, <laughs> hop on what? The bus. Hop on the bus that Ted's been driving, and now running off the road apparently. <laughs> So it's been a it's been a crazy two years. Uh, if you guys would have said we would have lasted this long after that first episode, I wouldn't have believed it. And the the amount of people that have given us help along the way has been incredible. The amount of people that stop us in the when we're out shopping out in public it's kind of shocking actually so it's it's something that i'll I'll never forget and hopefully we can still keep doing a few social media things to keep us busy and we'll uh we'll still be drinking beer and we can still have microphones in front of us but i guess people just won't listen anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) just go back to the first night right with just a phone sitting on their chair and record everything to be fair though i'm not driving the bus off the road i'm just parking it driving something smaller and easier to manage something better on gas yeah in this economy Makes sense. And to be fair, any of us could have taken over bus driving, but literally nobody else is willing to do the work that you do or has the skills to do what you do and the way that you lead us through these and and help prepare us. So, I mean, we could have kept going without you, but there's absolutely no way we would have. No one would insure us. I I would. I just don't have my class too. Yeah, Yeah, nobody's got the bus driver license. So (laughs) I appreciate that a lot, you know, and we didn't want to dwell on this episode on the podcast ending, but did want to get that out there because we're very grateful. Myself personally, because of course I uh, did get a, a job in radio out of this uh, podcast. So uh, yeah, thank you everyone uh, for listening and uh, yeah, f- just for your response and, and your support too. And yeah, Lund's right. We're still going to do social media. Bud doesn't know it yet, but we want to fire up Trouble Tea Time again. Still be huge in the community just for the podcast itself. It's just, it's getting tough. Everyone's getting busier, right? This started in COVID and uh, even right when we tried to interview Mayor Ken, uh, we we're supposed to record this episode right 
right after. Both of you guys had sick kids. Walsh couldn't make it. Dustin had to leave right away. So it's just kind of an unfortunate reality, right? So so if you're gonna blame anybody, blame Kevin and Dustin. No, kids. it was just that was just an <laughs> anecdote. Oh, they're kids. Yeah, okay. Damn kids, <laughs> get off my lawn. But really, right too, just with ever with work, uh, things going back to normal. It's just kind of uh, where our lives have gone. But we're having fun, kind of wrapping this thing up. And uh, something else to be glad for was that Mayor Ken Johnston took the time out of his busy schedule, which we learned was very busy. Braved the cold a, cu- a couple weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, to join us here in studio for what will be our last uh, podcast interview for Oh Dear. Not only that it was very very open and candid about some of the issues facing our city, but just got a great look at his personality as well. So before we get into it, Aaron, who is this interview brought to us by? Oh, dear's interview with the mayor is brought to you by Louis Corvo of Warren Sinclair LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. All right, without further ado, here is our interview with Mayor Ken Johnson. All right, well, guys, our last interview ever, and we may or may not have a good one. Uh, A lot better than that joke. Uh, Mayor Ken Johnson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. You know, uh, this is going to be our our last interview for the Oh Dear podcast, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Well, who who could resist, really? And I and I will say, I will say right now, guys, that uh, this is an honor. Uh, I never thought I would get, but here I am. I mean, and on your swan song, you know, I'm I'm sad to see <laughs> you go. And I I speak for. I know you were kidding about this. Your tens of followers, but I know <laughs> they're in the hundreds and thousands, and all those good things to the swan song today. So it's quite an honor to be here for sure. Dan, we're we're honored that you're here. Like, and just right off the hop, what uh, you know, is it your worship, Mayor Ken, <laughs> Your Majesty, Your Highness? I don't know the lingo. Hey, dog. Well, you know, um, I tried your holiness for a while. I will say that. Uh, and then somebody else has got that. And I kind of thought I couldn't use that. But anyway, on a, on a more serious vein, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of funny you bring that up because a lot of people uh, wonder, you know, how should they address the mayor? But my goodness, you know, the mayor's the servant of the public and, and so shouldn't be necessarily so formal. But Mayor Ken's good for me or just mayor. You know, I, I get the I get the heebie-jeebies when people go your worship or something. You know, I'm not sure if I'm, a, you know, led to sacrifice or I'm going to be <laughs> sacrificed for something. But, uh, you know, uh, Mayor Ken's all good or Mayor, what, whatever feels good. I'm I'm fine. Just not dog. Okay. Just okay. not dog. Good that's, thing you claimed your holiness already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so first off, you know, we're just, I think, just over a year now since yes. you were elected as mayor and eight years, two terms on council before yes. that for you. But how has the, the first year been? Obviously, that transition, well, we're still in a pandemic, but the mm. transition slowly out of it. How has that been? so far? Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the pandemic because if the first year had been in, in a pandemic, it really would have affected what I wanted to do as mayor. So it's been a very, very busy uh, year and we've opened up City Hall to all kinds of people, groups, uh, citizens. Uh, I've gone out you know, into the community. I was telling uh, uh, one of my office staff the other day, I think I counted over 300 uh, events in the calendar in the last uh, 12 months. But that's always been the job of the mayor is to have an open city hall and have city hall go out into the community. So it's been a blur. Uh, I had 40 years in the bank uh, before my eight years on council and nothing prepared me for the pace. Uh, It's the pace really that uh, ignites you, if you will. Uh, And it's it's been a dizzy uh, experience, a privilege, of course, very humbling, but a fantastic 12 months, I think. 
So when you got the uh, key to the city, what was the first first door that you opened? <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic question, you know. Uh, and when I find that key, I'll use it. I will. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of funny. You know, my first, uh, my first interaction on the job was recording a greeting for CFR last year. And we, we shot it outside. And uh, thankfully, it obviously was a, li- a little better than it is uh, the last few days. We shot that outside. But I had been Santa Claus, uh, which probably shouldn't surprise you for the last uh, 12 or 13 years for <laughs> the festival of trees and the, and the santa claus parade downtown and the lights the night so i was fired on the first day of being mayor from being santa claus <laughs> uh by by the administration saying you know we're not sure the mayor and santa claus should be the same <laughs> i hope this isn't going out to anybody under Wait a 18 minute. what do you mean <laughs> there is a santa. i want i want this corrected there is a santa for everybody out there uh Thank it's you. all good just santa has different helpers so anyway so great question uh but it's a funny memory you know getting um you know getting laid off if i if i might say i'll be i'll be back uh, behind the sleigh at some point but it uh, it won't be for a while yet that's for sure and we have uh co-worker aaron here for the interview and andrew andrew's never come to an interview before and it showed because he started interviewing you before the mics were even on but andrew you did have a a really good question i think that you should ask again now that the time is appropriate (laughs) So I just I'd asked Ken earlier if at 30 years old he ever envisioned himself being the mayor of any city for that matter. And then I was thinking along the lines of, well, Lund's a banker. Maybe Lund will be the mayor. Oh, no. Oh, there, there, you know, and I often say there, there's life, uh, you know, beyond the bank or after the bank, you know. But that's a great question, you know. Uh, does anybody really get out of bed in the morning at any age and say, you know, are they are they going to be in public life? Are they going to be the mayor? Are they going to be an MP? God knows what. But, you know, I came to Alberta in 1980, so I was all of 26 in those days. Came out with a chartered bank and, and they were opening a lot of branches and they reached into the Maritimes. That was my home province, Newfoundland, and uh, came out uh, in those days, came to Red Deer in 96, got involved in the community to a large extent, Chamber of Commerce, the Westerner, the United Way, Stars, you know, a whole bunch of boards, all those good things. Started to see Red Deer, gosh, just the most fantastic city that I'd ever lived in. The, the, the road led uh, to public service, not something I went after. And, and often I tell people that if you are aspiring to be in public life, let it come to you, especially a position like this. You know, this is a position that's bestowed upon you. You don't, you don't have a resume or, or whatever. You know, the community bestows this on you. And so let the position come to you. Let the, let the leadership come to you. Uh, and then, you know, it's kind of genuine. So, yeah, you know, uh, did I ever imagine uh, I'd be mayor? I wish my mom was still alive. She, she often said, you know, Ken, you'll never amount to anything. Uh, however, <laughs> do we have the same mom? However, we may that, have yeah. the same mom, Ted. Uh, you know, however, I will say, uh, mom, you know, uh, I landed on my feet in the greatest city in the world. And so here we are. So, Mr. Mayor. I've had 20 minutes with you here tonight and I've seen you at a few events, uh, different charity events and stuff. And you just have an infectious positivity to you. And my question, I guess, is 300 meetings or events (laughs) a year. How do you how do you keep that going day to day and, and throughout the year? 
Well, you know, there's the practical side, and that's you know, sort of taking care of yourself. So if they if if you're in my neighborhood at four thirty in the morning, you'll see the mayor up. The mayor's uh, the mayor's up and around. I get up at four thirty. Hey, me too. Um, there you there <laughs> yeah. you go. All good. Uh, and you know, but I, but I'm tucked away by eight thirty, and I try not to take too many evenings. You know, all those things. So there's that practical side of it. I I think what keeps me going, and 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 I'll say for council also to extend it. But I really think what keeps me going is the joy of service. And I don't want to over sort of, you know, jump up on a soapbox or whatever the case may be. But once again, the community looks to their mayor and says, when they invite the mayor, when the mayor is present, it's really the population of the city that he represents. And so there is a certain honor then to the charity or to the event or whatever. And it's the excitement of meeting people. Uh, I love people. Everyone's got a story. Uh, we all build a city together. Every one of us, present company, very much included what you've been doing and what you will do will build the city. And so I try to get that message across to people that, hey, guys, we're in this together. And um, yeah, but I got to say by 8.30, the old battery is looking pretty <laughs> dull and it's time for bedtime for sure. So great question. So you've been you've been in the role for over a year now. Is there anything that's really surprised you in this first year in office? Uh, you know, uh, the eight years on council certainly prepared me for some of the files we're working on and the issues we have, for example, the shelter and, and some, of, some of the housing issues we have, the economic development issues, things like that. I would say the biggest surprise... Uh, would be the pace of the job. I, I didn't realize the, the job would be as, as high a pace. I'm very fortunate. I've got great uh, office people uh, behind me to look after, you know, the routine things and the, and the things that would take away from the community. It's a community wants to see its mayor uh, and so on. So the pace was, um, was a bit of a surprise. I had to adjust. Took me a couple of months to adjust to the fact that uh, you have no more privacy. Um, you go to the supermarket and it might take you an hour and a half have to get home, which is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Have you ever have you ever gone out in a disguise just so you can get some, <laughs> some peace and quiet? You know, uh, I've been tempted. Uh, you know, but I but I think it's the you know it's the, it's the balding head and the beard that give me away every time and uh, and that kind of thing. I will say uh, I like to uh, have some fun with people, and often people will look at you and they, you kind of think they know you, <laughs> and then you kind of just talk to them and say, "Do you know the mayor of Red Deer?" And they'll say, "You know." I've never met the guy. I heard he's a real piece I, of garbage. I, I, I hear he's a real piece of work. Exactly. And then and then I'll just introduce myself or or whatever. You know, people are people are fantastic. Uh, you know, by and large, and even those that are that are more difficult, often they want to be heard and and recognized and listened to. You know, and uh, unfortunately, the last few years, um, you know, we've pitted ourselves in different camps, and and it's a bit of a shame, and 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 so on. Red Deer is greater than that. Uh, I think our Council reflects that, you know, and the differences of opinion we have, and we still get the job done. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would say the pace and uh, and the privacy. And speaking of council, this is actually a very timely interview. We didn't plan this, but uh, <laughs> yesterday council just put out the uh, 2023 to 26 mm. strategic plan. Mm. And I know there's three key points to that. And since I, I don't have my notes in front of me, okay. uh, I'll let you talk about <laughs> those three key points. Yeah. You know, the, the strategic plan is really the roadmap for council. When, it, when a council is elected, it usually puts a strategic plan together for the remainder of the term, typically three more years, plus the first year 
of the next term to enable the next council to do its work. So we picked three themes that were validated by the public. Over 99% of the people we spoke to were in agreement that thriving city was our first theme. Community health and well-being was our second theme. And then an engaged community was uh, our third theme. And they're really intertwined, of course, uh, in many ways. You know, we're certainly devoted to uh, economic development, tourism, a thriving downtown, inclusion, uh, indigenous relations, tourism, those kinds of things, an open city hall, transparency, uh, etc. I, I say for people that are looking for the strat plan, it's online. You can you can certainly look at it. And council put, and I, and I'm really getting you know political like here. I get that. Uh, so I need your your tolerance here. So council put a bunch of uh, outcomes together as measuring, you know, sort of measuring sticks, if you will, to see what we were doing. And it's our way really of allowing the public, allowing our great city to be able to say, hey, you are moving the dial on that. Or no, you're not doing anything on that. And and it's our way of being accountable. So so I appreciate you bringing up the Strat plan. Uh, it's a great plan. Uh, and it's going to keep us busy over the next three years. And then the new council in the, in the first year of their term. And I know we've got some very Red Deer specific questions. But one more thing on council, <laughs> just because uh, in my time doing news in, in Okotoks and High River, I covered what felt like a million council meetings. And I'm just curious, you don't have to say what it was about. But I've, I've seen council go back and forth about honestly, some pretty not important shit. What is the but what is the longest that you whether you're honestly they do it and uh, I'm sure I am never I'm never sh- in Red Deer. Okay, yeah. so I, yeah. yeah. I, I can believe Okotoks, yeah. but not Red Deer. But uh, what has the longest whether uh, as a counselor or as mayor? What's the longest that council has debated like any one subject in one meeting? Well, uh, let's let's think about that. I would go in that we're in a later vein here, and I appreciate you going there. I would go pollinators, pollinators, hmm. bee, bees. You know. Oh, we had. I know. You, know, you owe me twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Told you. <laughs> what is the buzz about that? But anyway, all good. Oh, stop it! I guess oh, it's all good. It, all good. It's all good. I actually saved that and came in with that. Today. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to think about these things. Your speechwriter's probably so, wrote that one. So anyway, no, they're, they're, he lost his job today, unfortunately. <laughs> nice kid, nice kid. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I remember. You know, when you talk about one subject, if you were talking about one issue, it certainly would be the shelter. We we've really yeah. wrestled with that the last few years actually you know kind of thing but one issue was about pollinator habitat and (laughs) i know i know it sounds it sounds light but you know at at the time several counselors were prepared to die on their swords to throw themselves out of a building or whatever the case may be to get the thing done and um, so that was uh, i think we started it i'm gonna say we started it at one in the afternoon and and it was just about quarter to 10 uh, when, when, when we finally <laughs> when, when we finally put that sucker to bed oh that stings <laughs> I love that Did I just get a new job I, I, I love that I love that so were you on the right side of the whole you know I was uh, I was and I marveled at some of the debate as it was going uh, round and round and um, there there was um, a quite a Quite a to and fro is all I'll say. It was back probably, I would say circa 2014 or so when I was new on council and marveling that uh, this could take this amount of time. So. And you still stayed on for eight plus years <laughs> yeah. after that. I would have been I'll done. Yeah. I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hung in there. So it was all good. <laughs> 
So we talk about the strat plan and some of the measurable yeah. sticks. Uh, downtown Red Deer. Yeah. Uh, you know, revitalize downtown, re-energize downtown. Yeah. I think I've kind of heard it all over the last mm. 15, 20 years. And, and there's been some great things. The Ross Street patio, some of the small businesses and restaurants we got downtown. But kind of what's the next step to kind of, you know, re-energize or revitalize it? Well, that's a great question. And, and you know, I think um, as, as difficult as this might sound, I've been downtown since 1996 and I've never really felt unsafe uh, downtown. But there's a perception in the community that downtown is unsafe uh, and, and, it, and it's a tough place to come and, uh, and, and all those kinds of things. So we need to solve the shelter issue first. That that's getting closer. You know, if, if yesterday at council, you might have seen that the the province has okayed the uh, the site for us. We still have to get into negotiations now, so we need to solve how we're providing uh, vulnerable supports uh, and so forth, and and uh, do that in the best way that we can. And my hats off to the agencies that work in that space and the and the work that they do. You don't work in uh, in addictions or shelter uh, for for the retirement plan. I can I can tell you that is a tough tough road uh, of service. And my hat is off to everybody that's in that's in that area. So we, we will get the shelter solved. And then um, we need to get uh, capstone off the ground and get that moving. There's some good interest in it now post COVID that's starting to take off again. Uh, there's a couple of what I would call catalysts. One is the hospital. Uh, if we can get that hospital uh, put to bed, the Justice Center will help as well in terms of bringing people into the core. Uh, and so on. There's a lot of moving parts. I think we need a, a more of a cultural space downtown. Council's um, looking at that and in, uh, in this budget and, and going forward. And, and really, I think when you, when you put all of those things uh, together, then then downtown revitalization becomes um, you know more tangible. But the core message, and I tell this to people frequently, frequently, frequently. If you think downtown is unsafe or, or if you think it's dying or if it's, if it's inert or whatever, when was the last time you came down and did some shopping on a Saturday and, and God bless our malls and, and our other parts of town and the Costco's of the world. And this is not a message about that, but in the same vein, when was the last time you chose downtown to come down on a Saturday, come down on a Friday night, drop into a restaurant, go into a retail uh, you know, those kinds of things. We have the future of downtown. We're all capable of revitalizing downtown. It's as simple sometimes as making the decision to come down and 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 visit the gift shop, have a little lunch, uh, go over to Capstone and, and take a look at the river and really get into it there. And, and really downtown revitalization becomes something we can all do, not just wait for some, you know, sort of magical or or turn of the of the of the dial if you will downtown revitalization belongs to all of us i love that that's a great Thank answer you. by the way so Ken, I just have a, um, I guess as a real estate agent, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this. So we've got a lot of people moving into the province right now. And the bulk of the population coming in is going to Edmonton and Calgary, obviously, because there tends to be more jobs. And, and one thing I'm hearing consistently is that the younger population wants to be in the larger cities. One thing I've really felt uh, just with the ups and downs of the real estate market is that our, our the Red Deer job economy is very oil and gas focused, uh, oil and gas servicing focused to the tune of what I was told was... 
at one point, 10% of our jobs were kind of oil and gas based. So I guess what I'm finding now is that a lot of the people coming into Red Deer are coming here as a price point buy because we're much more affordable than some of the larger cities. Um, but one question I have is, is what is the city doing or what is council doing um, to attract uh, new businesses, new jobs, tech sector jobs, anything like that to actually bring more population to Red Deer than simply just the people who are looking to you know, get more affordable real estate? Uh, great question, because post-COVID, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about post-COVID, you know, and, and some of the lifestyle uh, impacts that are happening uh, post-COVID. You know, people started to really reconnect to the outdoors uh, really reconnect to the outside and so on. And, and suddenly R Red Deer became uh, an item on, on their map, a choice for, for lifestyle. However, when you look at it from an employment perspective, as you say, that's, that's where we're challenged. So there's a couple of things. When I ran, for example, uh, I ran on a diversified economy as it relates to carbon capture, as it relates to hydrogen, as it relates to renewables, that, that kind of thing. Yes, the tech sector will look at, say, the Calgary's and Edmonton's, but I will say this, and this was also part of the, one of the reasons why I ran, there will be a high-speed rail in our province. There, there, there will be, will be, not, not, you know, will there be, there will be, that's a bit of a different turn of phrase, there will be a high-speed rail. So if we get a stop uh, on the high-speed rail, that puts us 30 minutes from the Calgary's and the Edmonton's, it'll be a transformational turn for us as it relates to development, particularly housing, real estate, lifestyle, and so on. If I'm in Calgary, and I'm looking at a, a three-bedroom home, four-bedroom home, in any neighborhood, really, and I and I'm putting out somewhere between five fifty and eight hundred thousand, maybe nine hundred thousand dollars, and I'm commuting already from Whitehorn, mm -hmm. you know, down into the southeast, yeah. Midnapore. It, it takes me half an hour anyway. So if if you think of of high speed rail, so you know, being thirty minutes between. Edmonton Red Deer and Red Deer and Calgary. So we're pressing hard, like hard. And you can your listeners hear this? Yeah, yeah. That, that is just means oh, hard. Hey, you can't. That's uh, fine for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ken gets to do it. I get to do it. For all, yeah. That was that, that was for emphasis. Yeah. That that means hard on that issue. And I will say this: this is public, Andrew. Uh, to your question, we're completing an annexation on the northwest side of our city. It's a 150 acre annexation. Annexation. Sorry. It's going to be a three hundred million dollar development in that part of our city. We're driving towards getting it completed by the 1st of September this coming year. There's a, a formal process that annexation has to go through. So that's an amazing development on the northwest side of our city, just on the west side of Highway 2 by Lynn Valley, where we're getting into public consultation now, that kind of thing. That will be an enormous development for Red Deer, and it doesn't depend on high-speed rail. The development company is ready to go. Uh, we just need to make the annexation and the public consultation happen, those kinds of things. And so you have these transformational, and again, I'll mention the hospital. I can't understate it, what, what a $1.8 billion construction project would be worth to Red Deer. Uh, and Red Deer Polytechnic is is gearing up. They're turning out more nurses. They're turning out more apprentices. You know, they're, they're also a part of the picture. So when I talked about relationships early on or earlier uh, in the interview, these are the kind of relationships that council needs to, and, and especially the mayor, needs to be part of. 
the mayor needs to be at the table when these kinds of uh, discussions are being held. Uh, and so stay tuned. You know, if I if I'm if I'm talking to somebody in Ontario today and you're tired of being on the 401 or any other 400 uh, series highway out there <laughs> and you're an hour and a half between work and that kind of thing, come out to a city that you can sell your home there, buy for cash out here, set yourself up on a retirement plan and enjoy a lifestyle you wouldn't believe that and that's for sure so that day is coming andrew that day is coming uh and uh, we won't be taking a backseat to calgary and edmonton much longer that's that's perfect ken uh, all our ontario listeners yeah. are just yeah. gonna be <laughs> thrilled and um, hey, we, we have one hi uncle rob yeah. you know uncle rob if you're looking at an ideal retirement it's not where you're living it's so, out here so do we hear it here first yeah, uh, did we Albert, just break a, the is that, speed rail? Is that going to be the headline tomorrow? Oh, dear, breaks the news that Alberta is getting high-speed rail. You think I'm going to well, edit this by tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is hardly a secret. I mean, high-speed rail has been uh, discussed in the province for years and years, and it isn't a certainty. So when I say there will be... That, you that, I remember you banging yes, on the table, Mayor Ken. <laughs> Folks, can you hear that there will be high-speed rail in Alberta? I mean... It's, it's going to occur because it's the economic engine that the whole corridor right. will benefit from. And so the province, of course, is in talks with a couple of um, providers uh, and so on. Uh, I think it got stalled a little bit with, with some of the leadership issues and so on and, and, uh, and so forth. So I'm looking. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm looking for that issue to get back on the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, this is too good. Yeah. We might have to start a new podcast. Yeah. Puns with the mayor. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. You know, I guess so. Uh, Kevin Walsh couldn't be here tonight, but, uh, you know, he's uh, very invested too in the, the Red Deer Hospital, which you mentioned. Yes. So, you know, obviously a hot button issue. What is, mm -hmm. I guess, the, the process? Again, I don't have my phone in front of me. Maybe Dustin can make sure I ask the right question. But uh, what's the process, too, for like pushing the province and making sure that those funds that are promised get delivered when they were promised by? Did I get it? Yep. Oh, oh I think you I think you got it. And, uh, you know, we, we met last week with uh, infrastructure uh, the infrastructure minister uh, Newdorf, and he's the deputy premier for um, for the province, and and that uh, really that was the question that we asked. You know, in terms of you know what are the timelines? Is this project still uh, still moving forward? You know, where are we? You know, kind of thing. And I was very encouraged. You know, spoke to some of the local media around his answers. He was very upfront about it, uh, and so on. There's a sort of a good news, bad news. The you know sort of the classic bad news is this project could take up to ten years to get done. However, the good news part of that is as floors get built on the um, existing cancer center, if, if, if our folks are, are familiar with the cancer center, they'll know it's just on the west side of the hospital there and it's, there's an adjoining corridor, if you will, you know, throughway, if you will. So the floors are going to get built onto the cancer center and then a separate building for ambulatory care is also going to be built uh, very proximate to the site. So that was news we didn't know before. And the best part of that is we won't have to wait as I described, to cut a ribbon on a on a sort of a 10-year project 10 years from now, we'll be able to use the floors as they're built. Uh, that'll take some pressure off the hospital. This has been a long time coming. Our frontline people are, you know, just desperate. Our doctors, you know, nurses, respirologists, all, all those good, good people, you know, physiotherapists are working so hard uh, every day in a hospital that was never built uh, for the capacity issues that it has right now, serving a half a million people. That hospital's uh, way 
way beyond capacity. And so in the interim, you know, there's the hope of some surgical clinics that are going to come and some better ambulance dispatch and so on. And those are issues, of course, that we're constantly in front of the province uh, about, you know, we're grateful for the support we're getting. A $1.8 billion project is a major, major community developer, but it couldn't come soon enough. And so uh, right now we understand that um, the technical planning phase will start in early 2023. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully construction will start, gosh, one would hope early 2025. <laughs> Good question, Aaron. <laughs> Well, Linda, I know you have a question too, and there there's snow questions that are oh, off limits. So go ahead. Uh, so Mayor Ken, I, I did let a few people know we were interviewing today, and the number one question they were begging me to ask you sure. was, um, "What's the plan with the snow removal sure. this year? Is it has it changed um, from from years past?" No. And I know I know this isn't something that maybe you're you directly deal with, but I'm sure you get asked this question a lot this time of year. Yeah. Um, we've seen I don't know if it's an unprecedented unprecedented amount of snow in the first week of November. Yeah. But uh, is there is there something um, households can kind of look forward to with this snow removal? Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, I'll kind of let you take it from there. Yeah. No, that's a great question, and I just want to thank everybody for their patience over the last uh, say week. I mean, it's just been you know we've been hammered day after day with uh, snowfalls and five centimeters, ten centimeters, ten more, five more, all all those kinds of things. And what preceded that, of course, was a bit of a you know that freakish freezing rain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of mix that suddenly now we have a layer about an inch or two deep on 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 the uh, pavement, if you will, and the snow falls in. Then we had a mini Chinook on Friday. It's a more melting than more snow on Saturday. <laughs> Alberta, baby. And, uh, yeah, you bet. And, and uh, you know, so, so the policy that we adopted uh, back in uh, 2016, uh, 2015, I'll say, was all about triggers and it was all about uh, priority routes and, and, and all those kinds of things. Plus, obviously, the, the sanding and salting and, you know, and, and all those things. That hasn't changed, but what, what has affected it over the last few days is it hasn't been a 24-hour period gone by when we didn't get another layer. Mm -hmm. So our crews will go back out and they'll take care of what's called purple routes. And a purple route are the arterial roads, the 30th Aves, the 40th Aves, the Taylor Drives, uh, the downtown, the hospital access, uh, those kinds of things. They'll take care of those first, then they'll clean out the downtown and then they'll go into the neighborhoods. So starting Monday, uh, the neighborhood plow program will start. Uh, and this is the earliest we've ever started it uh, in my memory for sure typically these plows start january ish you know a kind of thing when that when we get that snowpack that that uh you know becomes really problematic so we've sped it up uh quite a bit uh my understanding from from public works i talked to the public works manager today uh and my understanding is the ice uh that the snow covered and so on as is forming a difficult barrier is, is and i'll just say that because i don't know the technical word <laughs> you know to, right yeah. you know, technical barrier you know anyway i don't want to make light of it people are struggling out there but it's been resistant to brine and and gravel and that kind of thing so that's been problematic for us. so we, we are bringing the you know the big bad boys out on monday now to get the neighborhoods uh dug out i live in morris row uh i'm fortunate to live on mclean street because it's a bus route but buses make big uh, big ruts yeah they make big ruts yeah. And the last thing we need now uh, is a warming spell or whatever to, to turn us into trolley tracks on every street and uh, that kind of thing. So 
hopefully we don't get uh you know the 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 winter of 96 or the winter of 2013 14 when we got uh, 100 centimeters of snow you know so so far we have about 38 or so so you know which has been over the last week so i mean yeah i mean it sucks for all us drivers out there but as a, as a kid growing up i just used to love when the when the plows would come and yes. plow it all in the middle of, the, of your clothes or <laughs> yeah. your, your little spot and then you would just have the best toboggan or you could play king of the hill so I mean, I for the kids, I hope it snows a lot more. But for yeah. myself, I, I hope this is it for the year. Yeah, yeah you and me both. I mean, and, it, you know, I, I read in the paper this morning that a lot of garages are saying that uh, that only half, only half uh, of, of our citizens have their winter tires on, you know. So, you want to talk about a, a tough condition to be in. You know, you have slippery streets and uh, and you do, and you're really not equipped for it at the same time. I've yeah. seen some people try to go up Ross Street and I know they don't have <laughs> snow tires. They just stall at about. Uh, what 43rd or so uh oh, yeah, you know yeah. on the lights there and, and they have trouble you know the rest of the way up but uh, yeah you know it's it's really something uh that plow is going to start on uh, monday i think uh, our communications department's already released that on our website and if they haven't they'll be doing it soon so hopefully ted can edit this podcast and we <laughs> yeah. can get it out no. before monday no this but is actually I... coming out in like two weeks so I mean, <laughs> oh, so you're well, welcome hey everyone it's plowed it's I, taken care yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we have the nastiest uh, l- little mini ski hills in every close in oh, Red Deer. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I, would, I do, I don't know if you know this too, or if it, but I feel like we've got more snow in the first week of November than yes. we might have got all of last year. Uh, you know, I, I haven't checked that uh, specifically, but it would not surprise me at, at all. You know, very unscientific measurement. I've got a garden statue just off my deck. Now, you want to talk about unscientific. This is it. <laughs> so, I got this garden statue, and it's about four feet tall just off the deck. And so, as I push snow out the deck, it, it eventually buries the garden statue. <laughs> Normally, the garden statue doesn't get buried till I would say, Valentine's Day, some, somewhere in there. So, mid-February. That garden statue is about ready to send up an SOS now. <laughs> and, and so, the, very unscientific. Uh, but if, if the garden statue is telling us anything, we're, we're certainly very close to what we got all of last winter. That's for sure. I think we should get a 24-hour live cam on that garden <laughs> statue. And that's how everyone in Red Deer can yeah. check how the snowfall. <laughs> So, Ken, you've mentioned, uh, back to the hospital piece, you mentioned that you've had a lot of communication with the provincial government. I'm just curious to know that since uh, there's been a change in the premier, Mm -hmm. has the communication with the provincial government changed at all? Um, Are you dealing with different people now than you were before? Is, Is the conversation any different than it was previously? Where are things at with that? Well, it's a great it's a great question. Uh, you know, certainly the new government has been what up and running for three weeks or so. You know, two three weeks since they got uh, sworn in. So on the on the very first day, I'm trying to remember the actual date. Was it the 25th, maybe of October? I think that was the swearing in. Uh, I recall it was a Friday, anyway. So anyway, we called the new cabinet uh, ministers on the hospital file uh, the afternoon after their swearing in. So they got sworn in at about 11 o'clock. We got on the line at about two o'clock and started lining up the meetings uh, with them. And as I said, we met with the infrastructure minister last Wednesday. So that was only about four or five days after, you know, getting sworn in. And so I think that is a is an extremely positive sign uh, that they responded very, very quickly to our request for a meeting and then started talking about building up on the cancer center the the new building that's proximate and so on these were things that we had not heard well 
ever really since the premier came down in February, so nine months or so ago, and announced the hospital. There were never any real details about it. You know, we were kind of left wondering, you know, what will it look like? Where will it be? Things like that. So if, if that's any indication that early, uh, you know, uh, attention that we got, I think it's a very, very good sign. Certainly the minister, Minister Newdorf, uh, Deputy Premier Newdorf, committed to coming uh, down into the community in the new year, you know, kind of doing a, a little bit of a town hall kind of a thing, uh, because I think the community itself would really like to ask the province. At this point in time, we're, we're a bit of the intermediary, if, if you will, you know, we, we advocate uh, for the for the community and for Central Alberta on this issue, but I'm really encouraged that that's one of the things that he said was a was a possibility uh, for 2023. So I think it's a good sign, uh, and it's and it's something that uh, we were encouraged about when they and it wasn't just him; it was Minister Nixon on the shelter. We met with him last Monday. Uh, we met with Minister Milliken, who's who's on the addiction side, uh, and um, we met with Minister Schultz, who's the new Minister of Municipal Affairs. Uh, all inside the last. Last week, so that, that's those are good signs. So, Mayor Ken, I think one thing too. I'm lucky enough uh, every morning, right? I, I hear the news, read the news off of rdnewsnow.com, so I know a lot of what's going on, uh, you know, in the political landscape. Admittedly, more than I, I'd like, but uh, I know, I, and I can't remember the name of it. But I know there's also a, like a coalition of like mid-sized city yeah, mayors that yeah, you yeah. just had a meeting with is with some right. I didn't know existed but it's pretty cool that you, you have that network mm -hmm. too and and uh, the mayors of I don't know what the the population is like for those cities but maybe just talk a little bit about that I just thought that was something yeah cool. you, you know it's it's called the mid-size mayors caucus so it's a gathering of gosh I'm gonna say 22 I could be wrong 23 24 uh, cities across the province Calgary and Edmonton um, are, are their own sort of group if you will and and you know good luck to them all all I say. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the so, so the Midside Cities uh, Caucus uh, would have cities like, for example, Cold Lake. It'd have uh, obviously Lethbridge, uh, Sylvan Lake, for example, uh, Lacombe. You know, uh, population over ten thousand is is really the threshold for that. So collectively, the twenty two cities represent just over a million people uh, in in the province. So as a united voice, and and typically cities of that size, uh, for example, ourselves, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray, Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, Airdrie. Cochrane have similar issues, you know, similar similar challenges. Andrew mentioned economic development, things like that, uh, housing, affordability, uh, you know, taxes, and so they also have uh, issues they they want to deal with the province uh, on. All Alberta municipalities have a body called well not get fancy, it's called Alberta Municipalities AM. So that group represents all municipalities right across the province, cities, towns, the, the, the whole 10 yards. This group is that mid-sized group and has a lot more commonality uh, with it. So yeah, we just did some uh, did some meetings in Airdrie uh, and uh, had some press releases around, uh, you know, funding formulas, all those, uh, all those things that, um, uh, that are exciting for politicians, maybe not, uh, maybe not as vital as snow and ice, uh, but they're still very, very important. So it's a great group. Does the group chat get pretty heated <laughs> for that mid-sized marriage? You know, the group chat can get uh, can get pretty heated uh, from time to time, depending on what on on who's getting what and who's doing what and uh, and that kind of thing. And of course, we always like to poke fun at the big uh, mm -hmm. the big urban. That's what centers, I mean. Is there trash know? talk going on? Well, a little bit. Uh, but you know, we respect them too. Of course, you know they they they're the big engines in. Yeah, they're uh, trying their order. best. <laughs> they're doing their best. They're coping. They're coping. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Ha <laughs> ha.
All right. Well, I know Odeer has never been known as like a hard-hitting news entity, so uh, lots of great information. Though I know, Aaron, you've been waiting in the wings for a, a less serious question. I want to know, in your year as mayor, what the most fun or exciting thing you've been a part of has been? I know there's a lot there's of like a lot, yeah. really, oh, you yeah. know, there's a lot of things that really impact people and a lot of issues that I'm sure weigh on you, but. I want to hear about something fun and exciting. Before tonight. This, <laughs> yeah, this because count, of course, who could cap is, this? Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, who could, who could cap this? <laughs> you know, that that's not an easy question to answer uh, because uh, there's so many events during the year and you encounter uh, so many people. I would have to say, you know, in terms of, you know, if I was to pick the most fun in a, in a group setting ra rather than just sort of an encounter with 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 someone i would say it was the uh, reading uh, invitation i got from uh, grade five class uh that um, was up at saint thomas there uh they've got a fantastic group of uh of yeah. uh teachers up there and uh, and kids uh and that kind of thing and you know it's kind of funny uh, and God bless the uh, the grade fives. They're what eleven years old or so, twelve years old. You know they think fourteen the, for Dustin. Fourteen yeah. for Dustin. You know, you know it's all good. You know, really. But they think the mayor is some kind of uh, god. You know, I mean it's 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 pretty cool from that uh, you know perspective. And so it, it, it's yeah, really yeah. amazing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I w I would say in terms of you know just the pure joy of being around kids that are that are still in that formative phase. They ask such <laughs> they ask such fantastic questions you know uh you know they're they, they study local government and but but you always get the question as uh do you love cats or something you know it's just a, a and you Cross come out of there list, exactly yeah. there actually i would also like to know the answer to that well i have a, I, I had three cats i'm down to two we lost one but anyway Way to go, there's Aaron. just a sense <laughs> so of wonder just a sense of wonder you come out of there and you're you, you just see a, a different perspective on life and uh and so that's been really great but yeah it's really hard to pin it down to one but if i if i had to i'd probably land there yeah so mayor ken as we start to wrap up here i'm going to go back to grade five for a second awesome. <laughs> edmonton oilers edmonton yeah. oilers or calgary flames well, you know, gr another great question, and you know, this is a hard hitting show. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be, I'm going to be sad when, uh, when you guys shut this thing down. But I will. You know, it's kind of funny when, when, uh, when the Oilers and Flames played in May or so, or you know, for a promotion, I, I had a jersey, uh, half Oilers and half Flames, and every news uh, outfit in the country picked up on this. <laughs> you know, Red, you're smack in the middle of Alberta. What could the population be thinking? And you know, I, I don't know if we've ever done a survey uh, as to where our city is hockey wise but i'd be willing to bet it's pretty close to 50 50 between uh the two you know and so that's really what i was trying to portray however the question is mayor what is it and and so at risk of not being re-elected folks and you know they <laughs> I'm I'm in this for leadership and for nothing else. Uh, I I've got to land on the flames. That that that, that, that that's that's where I am. Uh, I've I lived in Calgary for seven years and and I saw the flames in the glory year. I'll say uh, there were some years that they threatened to do something. You didn't like the young guns years, but uh, no. <laughs> The the glory year uh, was a was a great one and uh, but you know something I will say I I really think you know this is becoming a bit of a golden age for hockey in Alberta again isn't that fantastic it wouldn't surprise me at all see these two teams go deep again into the playoffs and hats off 
And God bless the Oilers. I love them. But hats off to the Flames for losing a couple of big names, you know, in, in Kachuk and Goudreau this year. And, and yet being able to get out there uh, and find some players, you know, uh, like Kadri, for example, to come and step in. So Flames are on a bit of a skid. Uh, they're losing a couple of games Both in overtime. Teams, yeah. Yeah. Oilers are struggling a bit. Hopefully by the time this comes out, they're kind of back. Yeah, so January Absolutely. 2nd. <laughs> Absolutely. Check in. Uh, absolutely, you know, so. Yeah. All right, we'll cut right here, and then you can say all the good things about the Oilers next. Yeah. No, the good <laughs> <Okay>. news is, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, the good news, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast votes, probably, so, I mean. I vote. <laughs> you don't I, listen I, I to don't listen this podcast. I, I would hope that they do vote. I mean, I'm I'm ready to, to give her on uh, civic duty right yeah. now, but, you know, it's okay. Okay, I got one last question, for real. I, I'm now graduated. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> from grade five. Yeah, from grade five. No, but, you know, fast forward three, 10, 15 years when, when you are retired from being mayor, mm-hmm. what's one thing that you want uh, people to look back on? Mayor Ken Johnson, when he was the mayor of Red Deer, sort of what, what's your legacy piece that you hope people look back on? Well, that's a that's a fantastic question, you know, and I, I, I really haven't thought of a legacy piece, but, and, I, and I'll just say it this way, what I would like if I stay for one term or two terms or whatever, you know, Father Time will, I think, determine that and uh, and that kind of thing. What I would like is to redefine or set the bar for what a mayor should be doing, you know. Um, and and I've always looked at the role of the mayor, and I think I might have said this off the top of the uh, top of the podcast today that the mayor is is really the face of the city, the ambassador of the city, the city's number one fan, the city's number one promoter. So I'd like to be looked at, and you know, as I say, I mean, I'm not looking for a building, I'm not looking for you know some kind of public amenity or or whatever the case may be. Those things happen, and they'll happen in in due time. What I'd I'd like my legacy uh, to be was he redefined what the mayor should look like in our city and the next mayor has that bar and more to go that it's a high bar Uh, so if i could imagine anything in leaving dustin great question it would be a high bar and the community needs if it's 2025 or 2029 i'm not sure where that where we'll land but i think the community will say hey we had a mayor from 2021 to say 2025 and we're not going to take anything less than what we had in 2025 or 2029 and that's the way public service should be set the bar and let your predecessor come in and move it some more uh the time for leadership uh you know half half baked half energized half committed leadership uh it's no wonder the public sometimes gets disillusioned you know with leaders and that kind of thing so when i go out uh we're going to be going out with guns blazing and uh, the way we came in uh, the same way so great question and uh, we'll see what 2025 looks like dustin's fine Finally asking questions at an eighth grade level and the whole freaking <laughs> podcast is ending. That's, how, that's ironic. Eh? Uh, but it's funny you talk about energy. And I think uh, if you ask me personally, I think that's one of the, the biggest things you bring to your role as mayor. But uh, if you could pat yourself on the back or like maybe it's that, what do you think is your greatest strength uh, you know, as a mayor that you, you bring to the role? Well, you know, there, there, there's certainly the practical, uh, side of it, you know, the 40 years that I had in banking and all, and all those kind of things. But, you know, if I was to say what the greatest strength of any political uh, person or public service uh, person would be is, Firstly, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't, don't, don't take yourself as, as being the second coming of whatever, uh, you know, a kind of thing. It, it, it's not that. And I think I said earlier, you know, leadership 
is, is something that should come to you and, and then be affirmed by the community. It, it shouldn't be something where you wake up one morning and say, you know, I'd, I'd be a hell of a mayor today. I really would. And I'm <laughs> yeah, going to give it a shot. I've you know? said that so many times. <laughs> Just looking in the yeah. mirror. Oh, I, I could I'd, be mayor. I'd really, I'd, I'd really, you know, yeah, it's that's something. That's what's going on upstairs. I'm like, not yeah. sure if I'll change my tires or, or, or run for mayor. I'm really not sure. <laughs> you know, that is not the, the reason why, you, you know, you, you, you should seek office, you know. So, so greatest strength would be understanding that this is a role that the public gives to you and and it's loosely held you you, you, you know what I mean? you, you don't sign a uh, you know a 10-year contract or you don't you take the hopes and aspirations of the people upon you and that keeps you in a very or should keep you in a very sober frame of mind in, in a you know in a good uh, space so that when you wake up in the morning, uh, you don't have to wonder who you are. You are the servant of the people. So there's the practical side of, uh, of, of being able to look at, uh, you know, issues and events and all those good things. But really, if, if, if you come in with that, and I'll say the servant's heart, if you come in with the servant's heart and the servant's mind, you're going to stay on your feet. And that's the bottom line. So. Oh, well, I guess I'll just, I'll just ask a personal question since I, I guess I'm following your, your career now first being a banker. <laughs> you, I'm, you have woken up a lot of mornings going, Oh, who am I? Where am I? What <laughs> yeah. So I've, 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 I've done the banking thing. I, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to go after it. I'm going to let it come to me. Like you said, can I right here, right now, get your recommendation or can you tap me for mayor of Red Deer 2056? <laughs> There's a statute on this to like 2050. We're going to play back the tape in 30, oh, geez, 30, 34 years. Well, uh, I know we just uh, met Mayor Ken, but you, you I, feel know, like, I, I feel like we're very, very similar. Well, I well, we're certainly male. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that part uh, we know for sure. Uh, and, and of course, there's the banking side of it, you know, but to you or anyone else out there, you know, I'll say this. If you are not completely infatuated infatuated with the city you live in don't even think about running for public office you have to love the city that you live in you have to be able to say i not only care about today's environment if you will and i don't mean that in sort of in the geographical sense but if you care about the city that's 10 years out or 20 years out and you're still as infatuated with 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 the city from that perspective if you see every red Darian as a, a a city builder an ambassador a person who's building an environment for others to succeed uh, him or her which is why I love teachers because they invest in generations and generations and generations I love love teachers because their whole life is investing on that next generation and public service is no is no different you can't survive public service with the um, shall we say from time to time critical feedback of the public <laughs> unless you're in love with the city that you serve it's like any relationship you know you your, your wife, your partner, or whatever the case may be. There are lots of days when you wish there wasn't toothpaste in the sink or there wasn't hair on the hairbrush and all that kind of stuff. But because you love that person, you will see beyond some of that and you invest in that person. A city is no different. If you want to be mayor in 2056, you need to love the city starting today, not like the city. You need to love the city uh, and you'll be well prepared in 2056.
All right, that's that's wow. great advice. Wow, that's a great note to end on. Turning that stupid of a question, that's that's really good. Yeah, decent question. I thought. Yeah, yeah I decent. Too. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. We, we could debate that offline, but uh, you know, again, we could talk to you, Mayor Ken, for hours and hours. Okay. And I think even though the podcast itself is ending, I think we should uh, do you know do another sit down, even just for YouTube, social media, because there's obviously lots more we can ask you. But thank you so much for taking the time to be here i can't imagine a better final guest oh uh, for the goodness. podcast and we've had we've had some pretty terrible guests on this show <laughs> through 30 plus and they know who they are so no, i'm just i'm just kidding with that but uh, you know and we we forgot to do this with our last couple guests we want to show you a token of appreciation for taking the time to be here what do you get the man who has everything Oh, well, you get him no. a limited uh, folks, edition. Folks, I, I, I'm now being handed a brown envelope. It's a bulky. It is a bulky brown envelope. I, I'm not sure I want to open it, but no, I, I'm not. It's, it's the, this is the bulky part, actually, okay, now that go. you say that. You get a uh, limited edition, oh dear, firefighter <laughs> calendar <laughs> photo, no. all for yourself. I can imagine this just hanging right when you walk in City Hall. <laughs> that is all yours. No need to thank us. Uh, you know, I, I will say I'm becoming hot-blooded check it and see uh, that's all i i have to say about that uh this this really i'd like to say this will go in the office but that would be a lie yeah uh, unless you start calling your garbage the office yeah but it is stunning i i will say that that is stunning and certainly unexpected so yeah. I, and there's I, even a smaller like a oh, travel yes, size yeah, of course for there you. is of course so there is actually i could i could car. put it on the visor of the car i could oh uh, my God. it yeah. uh, wow i I, I have yeah. to say that's how it's if this podcast wasn't going off the air we'd probably get canceled for giving the mayor of red deer <laughs> you know i will I, say though that was for charity so yeah. i i always appreciate a gift uh, that's that's valued under 50 dollars yeah. so i will say that <laughs> Just wait until we if, sign it. It'll if, be worth less. If it's less. over 50, I have to declare it publicly. Uh, but under 50, and this certainly ranks under 50. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really do appreciate that, guys. Thank, thank you so much. Good, yeah. If it was out of 100, too, if you're ranking that picture in our bodies, it is way under 50. Uh, it's rank. I will say it's rank. Uh, it's certainly rank. <laughs> well, your worship, uh, thank you very much for coming. I'm so sorry you had to, to see this. calling that? Uh, Mayor Ken. Yeah, you uh, learned nothing. It's all good. I mean, it, yeah, the, we're, we're, we're pals now. At least they didn't call exactly. a dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so sorry Ted gave you that photo. This was news to us. It's uh, certainly revealing, I will say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it reveals what we're willing to do for uh, the community. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And right. should we call you next year when we do the calendar again? Or No, uh, I think that's not necessary, but I will give you my mailing address yeah. and you can certainly send it. <laughs> We'll take we'll take that as a win. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that I basically like ruined your life by giving you this photo, again, thank you so much for coming. I think it was really great to sit down and, and chat with you. And hopefully uh, all our listeners got a lot out of that too. So, so yeah. again, uh, yeah, it's always great to chat with you. And thank you again for coming. And uh, yeah, good luck moving forward. And I hope we can catch up with you soon. Awesome, guys. And, you know, where, wherever the trail will lead you, I hope it's a great one. And, uh, you know, continue to continue to do what you're doing, communicating. Uh, it's not something that people get tired of. In fact, they crave it uh, kind of thing. So it's been a slice being here today. Uh, it's, it's an honor and privilege to, to be in the role that I'm in. And uh, and I'm grateful. And I'm looking forward to three uh, three more years. And uh, let's let's all build this city. Thanks, American. Keep oh. doing what we're doing, except for these photos. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, there we go. A huge thank you to Mayor Ken Johnston for taking the time to join us. And, you know, we've had the opportunity to chat with a lot of great people from our community. But did you ever think uh, back, think November 2020, when we're sitting in Dustin's basement doing a practice podcast or even on Lund's deck that uh, the mayor of Red Deer would agree to come on our podcast? Not only agree, but like, unless he was faking it, seemed pretty (laughs) excited to be here, which was really cool. And what a cool experience to actually get to know him and and sit down and just be candid with him. Like that was, that was really cool. We were his first podcast. You never forget your first. Yeah. Like I said at the start, I was very sad to have missed that interview. I knew Ken a little bit when he was still a banker before he kind of retired and then unretired for mayor. He's a great gentleman very positive guy just looking to always do good and and always sees the good in people is kind of how i took him and i didn't know him great back then but uh, you know i talked to him enough to get that sense and i know you know when he ran for mayor i I voted for him because i knew that he would be a good influence on the city and council so i think it's crazy that we were able to get Mm -hmm. the mayor and uh, it sounds like you guys had a great time yeah i thought he was a is extremely likable guy I know I asked kind of a few joking questions and he took them in stride, but then gave really thoughtful answers to questions that weren't thoughtful questions. <laughs> so, and it's not easy to do when someone's trying to make a joke and you turn around and give a really insightful answer. So he's a very, very good speaker, great personality and has a ton of energy. So um, I too voted for Ken Mayor. I just want him to know that because I'm, I'm a fan. Are you changing your vote though since he uh, is a Flames fan? That was that. Yeah, that's the only knock against him. I mean, nobody's perfect, though, right? So, if that's the worst thing about American, I guess we'll take it. So, at the time of this recording, I haven't had a chance to listen to the interview yet. Did you ask him where his favorite place to eat in Red Deer is? Shoot, I no. Didn't. You should ask him where his favorite place in Newfoundland to eat. That's <laughs> yeah. where he's from. Yeah, <laughs> I should have asked him where his favorite place in Pittsburgh. Was. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, looking back, Pennsylvania. I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, there might be a few people listening to this podcast for the first time just to listen to the interview with Mayor Ken and just a little bit of background information. Lund asked some dumb questions. Mm, uh, just a little bit more background information. Uh, I knew they were dumb questions because that was kind of the joke of it, Ted. And I don't know if you've ever been on a podcast before, but podcasts are supposed to be fun thank yeah. you no more vodka <laughs> drinks for you you are so sassy i like it i liked yeah. it too he, he's not a hidden treasure I anymore didn't say, yeah. i didn't say you asked questions you didn't know were dumb i just said you asked dumb questions no we're gonna get mayor ken back on here and we'll, uh, we'll hear it from him <laughs> no directly. no i meant like just in the history of this podcast oh yeah no i never asked dumb questions <laughs> Anyways, back to Mayor Ken. Uh, it was just, I think it's just cool uh, for people who, you know, maybe haven't had the chance to actually chat with them just to get to see that side of uh, a public figure, right? And uh, just like his love for the city too. And like we've said, like his his positivity. And that's really, he just wants, you know, Red Deer to everyone to be happy and have fun and love where they live. So I think that's uh, coming out of that interview, right? Like he'd still kind of feel that positivity too. Just, just sticks with you. It's infectious. And I, you know, Lund 2056. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to start my, uh, now that the podcast is ending, I'll start building my image. Um, So what do I have? I have 30, 34 years. Yeah. I have my basically... You're halfway. My, my, I'm yeah. halfway there. Yeah, and I know with just because I know I have to make this public, someone here has a big crush on the mayor after that interview. I don't think we need to blow up Lund's spot like that. Oh, 
Are you okay if we talk about that one? <laughs> I know you told us that in confidence. You but. can talk about it as long as you replace my name with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I he was absolutely great. He's a big cat guy, which I love. And uh no, it was it was wonderful to get to meet him and to um spend some time with him on and off camera, I guess. And um yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see what he does um for Red Deer in the coming years. You were gonna say set, weren't you? Because like we're big stars, it's not- <laughs> on, on set, offset. I I know how Hollywood talks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a perfect tr- uh, transition into uh, shooting the breeze. <laughs> bang bang, <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> the, you, you shot the breeze before yeah, the breeze. Shot- <laughs> I always I always you had shoot two twice. in the barrel. I always shoot twice. You had two in the barrel. Yeah, barrel's always loaded. Yeah. Shooting the Breeze is brought to you by Hung Yuk Ukrainian Kitchen. Family owned and operated, Hung Yuk serves fresh, locally sourced, authentic Ukrainian and Hungarian fine foods for dine-in or takeout, including the pierogi poutine, a unique dish combining a Ukrainian favorite with a Canadian classic. Visit them now on Thorburn Ave or head to hungyuk.com for more information. Bang, bang. Oh, that, you can wait till we're like done the segment. But I'll save that one because it was good. I liked it. Yeah, why don't I just do sound like we should have my sound effects recorded. <laughs> and that way I don't have to do them every single no. it's pretty, time. It's pretty <laughs> funny to watch you over there because you actually do the You're, gun actions in your yeah, microphone. Yeah. It, it gets yeah. us going. Uh, like, knowing heard, when we're sitting here, knowing I'm just going to like insert a clip, it's not the same. Your deer call got worse. Yeah. But this... This is like, you practice. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm actually about to shoot a breeze. I mean, I've been working on my finger guns, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! Bang! Lundy, your sound effects have been so good. Can can we get back, since this is our last formal episode, to a, can we hear a deer call from Lundy today? We will, yeah. I think, well, you know, sorry, I am going to prompt him for one, but it is completely up to him when we All do right. a deer. You got time to think about it. Because I know you're not like you're not you know. Yeah, I was I wasn't prepared for. You're not like our iPod where we just okay, Lund, do this, do that. Yeah, I'm a human being. Okay, so we'll we'll get back to that. You think about that, Lund, and uh, I feel the two main things I wrote down to talk about for shooting the breeze were both also things that we were all there for, except for Walsh. (laughs) Missed so much the last couple weeks. But first one, I think uh, anyone who does uh, listen, we actually had some listeners through Oh Dear, like join this uh, too and take part, was the Wine Survivor, Dustin, uh, was a huge success this year, like bigger than ever before. What a cool night. Like we raised, what was it? Just under 10,000 bucks for, for charity this year, which was, it's blown anything we've done out of the water. It was great. We got to support the food bank, which was kind of a last minute addition to our charities that we we're supporting this year. But after touring around the facility, we realized how, well, we knew how much need there was in the community. But after meeting Mitch and, and learning about uh, their operations there and how much they see and how much it had is increased uh, post-COVID. What was it, like 65% or something they're up for, for yeah, need well, in the like community? Yeah, well, like down 100000 so. in funding and up 100000 in costs or something like that, yeah. And going into the holiday season, like that was a huge, you're a huge catalyst behind that donation, Ted, and and learning that, you know, we're able to provide, I think it was, what it was, a 33 turkey dinners for the community this this Christmas season. Uh, they do over 900, I believe, and there's a few realtors in town that donate uh, to a big part of that as well. So, you know, we got to donate to seven different causes this year. A shit ton of wine was given out. 
Lundy, you won a pretty cool prize. Maybe just chat on that. That you drew your own name yeah. for. Yeah. I, first off, I just want to say everything was completely on the up and up. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. I was asked to... So, th- that night, Sawback Brewery was a great sponsor and they had a... The, the way it worked is every time you ordered a Sawback beer, you got a ticket. Oh, so you had 30 in I the had draw. quite a yeah. few. So, I had a lot of tickets in the barrel. Um, <laughs> and a lot of beer in his other barrel. And... <laughs> And then at the end of the night, we drew it and I was asked to grab the the wheel or the barrel full of tickets. And since I was standing right there, they also asked me to draw the tickets. So, I drew one out and as everyone was checking their ticket, no one was claiming it. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I won. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know, I probably had seven tickets and the first ticket I grabbed out of my pocket was a matching ticket. And I went, <laughs> I, my first reaction was, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, well, no, I want the, like, I deserve yeah. this beer. I like, I've, dr- I've drinking a lot of sawback beer over my life. I, I deserve it. And I picked up my prize today, so oh. so I get I get beer for a year from Sawback Brewery starting December first. Wow! So beer is on me next time we go to Sawback Brewery, fellas. Love that. December first. Love that. But and I will say, Lund, and I said this right away when people were booing you for winning, um, and you took your shirt off, like you said you would if you won. <laughs> so that was the one thing. Yeah, I, I told myself I was going to take my shirt off, but I didn't expect to win. Yeah. So I was pretty. We were egging them all night on the microphone too. Like I will say, but. I think you deserve it, Len, because the other fundraiser we do through the Chubs, uh, the Hockey Loser Pool, is almost like a—it's ninety-nine percent you. You run that and also raise. I don't know, Dustin. How much does that yeah, raise that, too? Like, that's raised anywhere from five grand to like seventy-five hundred, I think. Yeah. So, and we're going to be close to twenty grand this year through our little degenerate group of boys that goes away. I don't think you can call us dege- degenerates anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Actually, I feel like we're all like respectable, yeah. contributing members yeah. of society, and we've never actually hey. got kicked out of a hotel or a golf course. So yeah, you're most... philanthropists at this point. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's start yeah. calling ourselves philant. Let's just start calling ourselves cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll make a name tag for you that says I'm a philanthropist. It says Lund. What are you? You can just point. You don't even have to say yeah. the word. I'm Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shorten it. What's your last name? Uh... <laughs> Trippist. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you have a middle name too. But uh, no, it was a, a great night. I know Dustin, I, we, we're going to definitely rejig how we did that because, man, I had to announce like hundreds of names. Dustin was up there just crossing names off the computer. We didn't really get to enjoy ourselves that night, but that's okay because uh, I think we had a lot of fun and considering it was, uh, what, like the third heavy snowfall in the span of less than a week too. That Still a lot of people made it out. And yeah, again, uh, we raised so much money that we were able to add uh, groups to our list of uh, organizations that we're donating to, I think is the the big takeaway there. So thank you. Uh, anyone who's listening uh, who did take part in that, I think, yeah, just blew us away. How much wine did the winning team walk away with? So, you know, we met with Brennan, who they were the wine supplier of the event. And we were trying to figure out because we had so much interest in the in the event and how much, like that much charity money that we were going to figure out how many teams we were going to pay out. And we ended up paying out 11 teams worth, which I think we had just over, we had 80 teams. So, we paid out what, what is that? 20%? A lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the winning team took home 192 bottles. Uh, so, 32 bottles each. And then the last place team took home two bottles bottles each. We did over 30 wine giveaways that night, gave away over $900 worth of gift cards that night. It was just, it was an awesome night. You know, the weather didn't pan out for us, but that's okay. We had over a hundred people at Tiffany's, which was a great host. Their servers did an amazing job that night. And, uh, 
look forward to to making this thing bigger next year. Why wouldn't we? And shout out to Lundy's cousin, too, for taking him and I uh, for a steak and lobster dinner before, too, that he won at the Chubbs. That was uh, a nice way to start the night. Everything just comes full circle, doesn't it? I, the answer yeah. is yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> and so, Says uh, the guy who draws his own name. Man, I, I had a night. I started all with steak and lobster. <laughs> yeah. And I had about seven or eight slawback beers. And then I won beer for a year. And I had a great sleep. And <laughs> another, another, another guy who had a night is Josh Keith. Won the 50-50. Oh, yeah. He finished, his one team that he entered finished fifth place. His wife's team finished fourth place. Wow. And I feel like he won something else. Or he got to be a part of the night with his jacket and deciding who. He got some free drinks because uh, someone else didn't wear their gold jacket. Yeah, Darren, idiot. Yeah, we won't point him out by name though, Darren Lund. But Lund, Lund, like your whole family was there that, like a lot of your family was there last night, or last night, that night, and it was awesome. So thank you, Lunds, and everyone else. Yeah, we're just doing our part to support the community. Yeah, it's a, it's a shoot in the breeze, but, you know, to go back a bit, Lund, you, you mentioned this, I think on, you know, two or three episodes ago, this is something to be so proud of for our group. Like mm-hmm. 10 grand in a night is pretty spectacular to be able to just give back to the community groups that need it more than ever. Yeah. And that's really cool to have your whole family there that night in, yeah. a, in a snowstorm. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I really appreciate their support and it's awesome. I can, can rely on them when we hold events like this or when we have uh, fundraisers. Uh, they've never said no. And honestly, I don't think they're going to say no because they've wanted stuff in the past too. So, but I think from now on, we can't call, call ourselves degenerates. And if we do, there should be a, a penalty. Yeah. There's only, so. there's only four days a year we can really call ourselves degenerates. That's during the tournament. I think it's very applicable. Yeah. We're not we're not doing anything good during that. So Maybe great. like stimulating yeah, the economy. I was wherever say, we are. Yeah, we're spending money. Yeah. We're spending a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We we're called stimulants right. during those four yeah. days. Phil <laughs> Phil Stimulant is yeah. our name. <laughs> that, we're on uppers. That's all just sounds like a cock drug. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Try the latest upper. Phil stimulants. <laughs> Patent pending. Stimulating the philanthropists. <laughs> I'd buy that t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to write this down. Oh boy. Yeah, we're we should record this. Like we Let's don't just, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to try to get canceled by the way. Let's get uh, Lenny a t-shirt that says, "No, I'm a stimulating philanthropist." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll wear it. I, I don't have any, I don't have anything to wear oh, for I, last episode. So yeah, I know you'll oh, wear. You go. All right. So the other thing I want to shoot the breeze about, and this is a complete 180. And again, Walsh, we're so sorry you can't talk about this, but a huge shout out again to Bose Bar and Stage because uh, not only are they just absolutely bringing in like act after act, there's so many concerts, you know, in the last little bit because uh, obviously that break during COVID hurt everybody. But that Spice Girls show, Dustin, I I hyped it up to you a lot. And I hope it lived up to the hype because that honestly like was had to have been one of the most fun nights I've ever had. I think we need to be clear that it was not the Spice Girls. Yeah, (laughs) Spice Girls tribute show. Yes, wannabe. Who I've never seen the Spice Girls live in concert, but these girls might be better. I think yeah, I would agree with that, Aaron. That's uh, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, Dustin, what were your thoughts in your first ever (laughs) Spice Girls tribute wannabe show? Well, I have two thoughts. That's a, a new record. A, a, <laughs> a, my A thought. 
I woke up, my hips were absolutely <laughs> burning. Nice. And my second thought was one of the funniest things that happened to me throughout the night is like I was just singing the night away. Like I think I knew every song that came on and I was singing it. And all of a sudden they were playing an ABBA song and I was singing it. And I turned around and I, to a, like our big group of friends that was there to two girls I had never met before. And I go, man, I didn't know the Spice Girls sung this song. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, it's ABBA. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just having a good night. (laughs) I love your two thoughts were A and two. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's that's perfect. At least you didn't go A and one. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. At least kept At least I knew. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't know they they weren't Spice Girls songs either because I just was having so much fun. Like I was singing along too and just assumed Spice Girls sang everything. Well, and Ted... You pumped it up and you both had, I think all three had been to the mm. show before and I was really excited. I was sad I missed the first one, but I said to myself too, before I got there, I was like, you know what? Like I'm a dancer. Like I like dancing. I was like, I'm not going to dance too much tonight. Like we'll sit down. We'll have a nice, you know, have some drinks. We get there. Every table's full. We're right on the stage. As soon as they walked out, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Like, oh man, I just can't control myself. It was incredible. We had friends from Calgary come up. Like we made a weekend out of it and Wannabe did not disappoint. Bose was incredible. It was the most fun night of the year mm-hmm. by a mile. Yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm not much of a dancer at all. I hate dancing. I'm very aware of how terrible I am at it. But just when everyone else too, like Dustin, you know, the athlete was out there, Lund, Aaron, you know, your friends from Calgary, everyone we were with, it's so hard not to just go right like it was awesome i man i was a very sweaty man though that night like i i left there very wet and uh <laughs> thankfully it wasn't too cold out like not just damp but wet and uh yeah it's and good on bose too like i don't know i'd challenge any concert anything there to have that same kind of energy i'm sure there is but i don't know i don't think you can beat that i've never <laughs> been to another concert at bose that had light up scrunchies for sale so that alone what a good deal too five best five yes. bucks i spent that i night. still have mine in my car i turn yeah. it on when i'm sad <laughs> kevin all the sex jokes we've made that i have to edit out and beat that is what made you giggle <laughs> well ted you were talking about how wet you were <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you said yeah. said beat that i mean <laughs> yeah. it's just it's tough to, to keep a to keep yeah, our composure up it here. is yeah I will say, <laughs> keep our composure. Keep our composure. But you want to know? This is our last official episode, guys. Let's keep our composure. <laughs> how, like, how good was the night? Uh, well, if Ted was so wet, <laughs> <laughs> that's how good it that's was. Not where I was going, oh, but well. I think that works better. But no, uh, if you flash forward to like 140, Lund's working coat check at Bellini's <laughs> <laughs> because no one was there, so we went to get Arco. We went to Bellini's after, which was a great decision. But he grabbed our coat. And just started taking other people's tickets. Well, there's no, no one, one was there. There was no one there, and we wanted a place to hang. Our, the hangers were there, so I hung up our coats, and then other people just started handing me their coats. <laughs> so I worked coat check for like ten minutes, and didn't I didn't take any money, although I could have. But I thought I did a pretty good job. Everyone's coat got hung. I don't know if they got back, but <laughs> <laughs> do you have the tickets in your pockets? Well, I wasn't giving up. I didn't. Have, I was just saying, like, hey, yours is here. <laughs> 
but no, us, us first time I've been to Bellini's in like five years. So and that night. That's one question I wish I would ask Merrick Ken yeah. if we could go back in time was, you know, that's going to be an end of an era on that corner if, if it does come down. So I'm glad you guys got to experience and hopefully, you know, maybe the old deer crew will make it there one, one last time before it goes out. We should find maybe out tonight what, what they're closing, like when they're officially closing and just. I had heard January, but there's, it's so like all over the place. I don't know, but just go if you haven't gone and you want to go one last time to long riders, but, uh, and Bellini's like, go soon. Because, yeah, I think January is absolutely it. Could be sooner, too. I don't know. But uh, the only reason I wanted to talk about Spice Girls was to talk about Lund working coat check. Because that was just a great core memory I'm going to have forever. And if you're unemployed, Blaney's actually looking for a full-time coat checker. <laughs> so, for one month? For probably yeah. like a month and a half. So Get some Christmas money. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, my bottom line for this was, first of all, good on Bose again. Like, bringing in shows like that. It's so awesome. Uh, if the Spice Girls, if Wannabe comes back again, which I really hope they do, you have to go because we did have some friends and specifically male friends who be you guys are going to a spice girls show like oh like i'm sorry but you're i don't care who you are you're not too cool to go to a spice girls tribute show with your mid-30s friends because it was just it was all about the nostalgia and yeah we just danced and had a great time and like i said it was i it was up there with one of the most fun nights I've had in a long, long time. My core memory, though, of the Spice Girls night is <laughs> the Sporty Spice was doing <laughs> like the worm on the stage and Lund just turns to be dead ass serious, points behind him to the stage and goes, that's why they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any worm. <laughs> oh, then she did the worm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you're if you're a single guy, that's the oh. place to go. I mean, yes. Uh, the ratio to let me help you out here. The yeah, ratio okay. of male to female is is it was actually about 50-50. There were a this lot time, of dudes this in time, there. Yeah. Guys caught on. They must listen to the podcast. So we talk, I didn't. Wasn't fifty. It wasn't fifty-fifty. I'd say it was like three to one or four to one. But the la- the first time we went, it was probably honestly like seven or eight to one. Yeah. Like there was not the, many the guys secret, there. The secret's out or it's getting yeah. out. And maybe like, being on a Friday this time helped too, but. I, w- I was sad to miss that because I've been thinking about it and I believe that that first Spice Girls CD is the first, that's like the first memory I have of like listening to a full CD. And back then I knew all the words and Morzy, like I'm sure, I honestly, I still listen to Spice Girls. Like it's in my Apple music. I listen, mm. the song comes on all the time. I think I'd be singing every word too. And I think that yeah. there's probably a lot of guys <laughs> oh, I, around our age, especially that, you know, that's like a childhood. That's when CDs were getting really big and all these like cool, crazy boy bands. And it's like, it was like kind of this new era of music for us and um i have yeah vivid memories of dancing in my yeah. room by myself when i was however old when that cd came out well like, do you remember yeah. the wannabe video too i remember watching the the hit list on ytv with tarzan dan and you know right does yep. anyone else remember the hit that's where my love of music came from honestly was the hit list and I remember seeing these girls going through and being like that like might be the first time where like i i noticed women right like and i don't even think i was that old but i was like wow well, what do you what do you mean oh you what do, like what do you mean they made him wet yeah. <laughs> hey, you I still say, do. You say that's your love of music from Tarzan Dan. My love of party planning and games came from Uh Oh on YTV. <laughs> oh, was that, that was such yeah, a good show. What was, what was that? It was like a Remember, kid game uh, show. Remember Wink right? Yahoo? Was that his name? Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know the actor's name, but yeah, he was in like a cat commercial later on, a cat food commercial. Ex- like, explain the premise of the show again. Oh, uh, I don't even remember. It was like a game honestly. show, and they yeah. would get slimed and like, stuff. Yeah, and if, so wrong, if yeah. they tried like a a trick or a skill or whatever, and they failed, yeah, they had to go like, into the, the like, slime oh, chamber machine. Or whatever. Or whatever. Oh, speaking of tricks and skills, <laughs> <laughs> do you never did your your uh, bake your baking video? Yeah. We we're, we're way past that, and you owe us lunch. Oh, I've at least bought one lunch. Yeah, but you owe us two. Okay, that's fine. Well, I don't know if has Aaron bought us lunch. I yet? have not. Yeah. There's don't open that kind of. You know what? There are so that many actually, things. I was going to do that and shoot in the breeze, but I think we can touch on that in our final okay. wrap up episode. I owe, I owe I owe a bunch of stuff too. Like we all owe a little, yeah. like a, some stuff. Me, yeah, maybe not you. I don't know shit. I probably owe a little bit, but I think I I Kevin owe like owes a few things. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. do my handstand fully. Oh yeah, so. you owe something for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's why I owe my second one. Yeah, let's wrap up shooting the breeze bang bang <laughs> just let it go dustin <laughs> you're breathing as hard as you do at hockey <laughs> the wind up on that was incredible you're gonna find a job outside of this podcast get that on camera i really like to get into sound effects once this is, once this <laughs> you, is all done you could be a bagpiper with how big that chest got with what yeah. you're gonna do with that like piece. in an age I, where I everything's digital bag, you are the hero that piper. sound effects needs oh yeah thank you that means so, so much. here here i got it so we're gonna fire back up rdtv we've talked about that i think it'll happen well that's we're not announcing that yet oh right that's but why we're no you we're could be not the weather guy <laughs> or girl but you would be like off camera and when they're talking about like a crazy storm, you're like oh, doing yeah. the sound effects. With the, with the thunder on the, the big metal piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded exactly like thunder. <laughs> All right. So every time I think it's stormy outside, that's just you upstairs <laughs> making yeah. like, oh, it's sunny. Can you give us a, oh, can you give us a lightning? <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I haven't, I've never ever practiced this before, so I, <laughs> I, I, we wouldn't know. Cast. Yeah. We're still shooting the breeze, so we need to end shooting the breeze again. No, <laughs> no. The breeze, the breeze okay. is blown past. We do, uh, I have a little quick segment here, um, and not because we just have sponsors to use up, uh, but uh, we haven't done this in a while, but of course, uh, hopefully you listen to this in a somewhat timely manner, because there is the holiday season too, and a lot going on uh, around Red Deer in Central Alberta. So let's take a look at what's happening. What's Happening is brought to you by Saks Thrift Ave, home of Red Deer's only rage room. Book online now at SaksThriftAveRD.com and get your rage out. While you're there, browse the best collection of vinyl in central Alberta or find that perfect piece of vintage clothing. Saks Thrift Ave, records and rage, vinyl and vintage. And yeah, we'll, we'll go through these quick because there's a lot of things going on. But first off, I do want to talk about a, a cause that's been pretty close to my heart for uh, a number of years. basically since I moved to Red Deer and even more so now uh, that the radio station I work for is one of the ones that puts it on but uh, Tubbs and Toys that fundraiser is back again Uh, Dustin and Lund you might remember as the wrestlers uh, the one year we supported them as well wrestlers still a big supporter of that one as well Uh, basically uh, this is also we team up with the ensuite kitchen and bath showroom on 61st uh, in the Riverside Industrial Area but until December 15th so if you're listening to it this before December 15th 
15th. You drop off a new unwrapped toy there or uh, at our uh, radio station on Bremner Ave. We have a tub there as well. It's all going to the Red Deer Christmas Bureau to ensure that no kid in central Alberta has to go without a toy this Christmas. So uh, a great one to do like at work, uh, you know, pass it around, encourage everyone, do your own little toy drive and then drop it off. And if you wait to the 15th, but uh, Dusty, you probably remember fondly when we did the drop off with the wrestlers too, like they have a great spread out that day. Lots of people hanging out there. I'll be there uh, for part of the day too. So even if you want to wait to the 15th, you can drop it off, but uh, great one to do kids, teams, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Just a fundraiser that I think is uh, really important this time of year. It's pretty cool when you walk into their showroom actually to see how many, well, every almost every one of their display tubs, toilet. I don't know. I can't remember if they have them in the toilets or not, but all the bathtubs that they have full of toys that uh, are going to the Christmas Bureau. I actually got a tour of the Christmas Bureau last year and actually how it works. It's really cool if you, if you don't know how it works. Like when, when people apply to the Christmas Bureau for help, I guess, over the holiday season to make sure their, their children get help, they can they have it set up so they actually can go and shop something that their kid will enjoy. Like they get points compared to, you know, what support they're able to get and walk in and they can get different things for the points that they're allocated. And it's actually pretty neat that you can actually go in and get something that your your kid is going to enjoy versus just getting a toy. And, and to make a difference like that, we've talked about it a lot, but post COVID and, you know, the struggles that people are going through with interest rates and mortgage rates and how the economy is right now, like, I couldn't imagine if I wasn't able to provide my kid some Christmas presents, let alone maybe some meals or family uh, dinner. So obviously if you're able to and support uh, with anything, going back to the food bank and the Christmas Bureau, both certainly would help make a lot of families, it makes a difference in a lot of families for every single year. Yeah, so, and that's just one too, right, around the holiday season that you can uh, kids support. There's tubs and toys. Uh, you can just donate directly to the Red Deer Christmas Bureau. Of course, Mamas for Mamas Red Deer does the Adopt-A-Family. I know the Outreach Center doing a lot of different things this year with their Christmas Hope campaign. Basically, if you can, obviously not everyone can, but if you can, uh, support something this holiday season, obviously. Uh, do what you can, but it, even a little goes a long way right now, like Dustin said, just with the way things are going. So, one to get that one out there because it is close to my heart and uh, something just more this is just more the holiday spirit and uh, it's really coming up quick like days after this is going to come out so uh could be a uh, very dated for a lot of people but just how exciting is it that festival of trees back in full force again this year yeah it is really cool we've been there in the past with our kids and they have the whole uh like kids christmas alley or whatever it's called where they can go and do different crafts and play games and obviously it's really cool to see the uh the trees um, they also like throughout the weekends of it, at least they have like a stage set up in there where they have different choirs or bands or stuff that come in throughout the day just to like play that background music and just really lends to like the whole cheer and, and season of the, of Christmas. And obviously it's for a great cause, you know, they always buy, uh, or are able to get very needed hospital equipment out of this and it's been a huge fundraiser and we're lucky that in central alberta we have a great population of people that are just very giving and you know there's some obviously very wealthy families out there um that kind of headline this and and really at the end of the day they're just leading by example so uh we're very fortunate i think 
Yeah, so Festival of Trees, it runs November 25th to 27th. You have the Festival of Wines, obviously very popular, uh, but it's 18 plus, but uh, that's a popular one. Mistletoe Magic, the the father-daughter dance, and this one appeals to me the most. The Festival Pancake Breakfast on the Sunday. So if you're hearing this in time, you can go to reddeerfestivalofetrees.ca. Uh, more information there. Just again, another great way to, to support a, a great cause in our community. And if you're not hearing it in time, there's always next year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this one, just really quick, I want to mention because I think this is really cool and my boss is putting it on, so I better suck up a bit. But I don't know, you guys, if you remember this back in like middle school, high school, this was always a thing. Haven't seen anything like it in Red Deer, but uh, beginning of December, they're uh, Peter Michaels and Patrick Bateman from The Road, The Stage, you know, the, the podcast that the people here at Communal Creative Studios actually care about. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, shame. where are Ryan and Riley tonight? No shit, yeah. Yeah, do you think they ever miss a Road, The no, Stage I bet you they don't no. yeah. yeah that's why this podcast is ending and the road to stage is, <laughs> is is going through the roof they actually just had like a their like most viewed interview ever actually but anyways peter and patrick hosting a red deer battle of the bands uh december 3rd it's at the flex uh, 49 19 49th street uh, December 3rd at 3 p.m. It's middle high school middle school high school bands I uh, win like cash gift cards recording sessions a whole lot more I just think it's really cool that there's something like that exists because I remember watching my friends play in high school and stuff right and I like I don't know if anything like that's been around here for a while well when we went to high school what was that 18 years ago now yeah, 18 years ago. Let's not date ourselves. Yeah, but whatever. Kev, your cousin, Brad Bremner, like we had we a had little bit of Battle of the Bands and now, you know, it, it took them a little bit and a couple different bands, but they're they're killing it now. Like the, you could see some of these bands could be bands we're listening to on, like he's on Spotify and shit, right? Well, yeah, I don't think that's hard to get on Spotify, but I, they, oh, they are doing- yeah. He has like a great they, following well, too, they tour though, on in social the, media. Yeah, they, and they tour in the States and overseas and stuff. So just a quick plug. I mean, they're they're it's called Calling All Captains. They're, he's a Red Deer boy, but they're based out of uh, St. Albert and Edmonton. Um, they've been going at it for, for a number of years, kind of the punk emo kind of th- brand, um, which is a lot of high school music that we listen to. So uh, yeah, anyways, I remember the Battle of the Bands back in the, in the high school days. I thought it was really cool back then, but to your point, like I'm pretty sure that Blink-182 was either a high school mm. band or just out of high school. Like, And there's a ton of awesome bands that are legendary that we'd all know that started that young. And sometimes it just takes that opportunity. I don't think the bands back when we were in high school, if you won Battle of the Bands at school, it was basically bragging rights and yeah. maybe mm. like a hundred bucks yeah. or something. Like the fact that this is like recording time and some actual material value items, it, it mm. could be life-changing. So it's awesome. And just a great way too. like a lot of bands is going to be their first gig. So uh, tickets for that are 15 bucks. I know I think they have a limited amount might be sold out. Uh, you can go to RD Battle of the Bands on Facebook for information. But really just wanted to give uh, Peter and Patrick and everyone who put that together a shout out because I just think that's really cool and something I didn't even know our music scene in Red Deer was lacking until I, I heard of that. How cool would it be if you're a kid in middle school in a band and you win this Battle of the Bands? contests against high school age kids that would be you would be like kings or queens of the of the school for the next three years flip side of that oh yeah what if we went and won the battle oh (laughs) man just because you have a middle school reading level doesn't mean we can enter a middle school music competition i'm a pianist you don't even have to you don't have to be able to read to play music yeah i'm a pianist you have to be able to read music that's not true not really remember remember when i thought mozart did the mona lisa (laughs) yeah that's all we need to know so he still doesn't know what a pianist is uh i tickle the ivories (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, he yeah. gets it. This guy gets yeah. it. <laughs> um, and another one, uh, just uh, trying to go through these quick, but there's lots to talk about. Of course, we have to mention winter lust at Bo's. Uh, before, you know, in a couple days after this recording, we're going to go to the kickoff on Monday night. Uh, they're doing like classic albums live, recreating Billy Joel's The Stranger. But there's lots going on, like the forum presenting 54, like an aerial show November 26th. The lip sync battles for the Outreach Center. Uh, December 1st and 15th. Deer Rouge, uh, which is a Red Deer-based band, too. Uh, yeah, Deer Rouge, Red Deer. That's Clever. smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, December 2nd, there's the Drag Brunch on December 4th. Aaron, I know you went to one of those. Yep. A lot of fun. And then uh, Sips and Snips with Stems, which isn't guys like fathers. Don't worry about that one. Oh. It's like a floral arrangement class at Bose. Uh, it's kind of throughout December. And then the Aerial Christmas family brunch on December 20th. So again, that's another forum show. And uh, I think they got a, or no, December 18th uh, is the date. Uh, you can go to bowsbar.com for all of that. And that's the one where uh, for one day you actually can bring kids. So uh, lots going on. If you went to Bose last year, like they do so much there for Christmas and it was amazing. And uh, looking forward to doing that again. And just for time's sake, gonna head right into this. We haven't really planned this yet. All we know is we're like 99% sure uh, this might get cut because maybe it's not gonna happen, but there was an open date January 7th at Bose and Brendan basically just sent Dustin and I an email saying, oh dear, rap party. So, uh, so maybe probably January 7th, we're actually, what we're going to have is a listener appreciation party. <laughs> don't worry, Doug, like we don't have, we're not doing a live show or anything, Lund. This is not going to be any work for you. You guys have no idea what I'm thinking, <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's true. There. thought you were going to expand yeah. on that, yeah. but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dustin, we talked about this a bit too. We do want to do something like just show, maybe have, you know, a fundraiser of sorts, like entry by donation, but just do a bunch of giveaways, you know, have anyone who uh, wants to come just hang out. You know, it's that weekend after New Year's, not really a lot going on. Just want to come out and have a fun night. And uh, we just want to meet some more uh, people, you know, supporters of our show and just thank everybody. So uh, hopefully uh, you can make it there for that. And hopefully uh, at some point we get more information out there on that because that's all I got right now. Now, January 7th, mark it down and then we'll uh, we'll make something happen. Tell me who hit record. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That was bad. He didn't happen to anybody. Yeah, show right. The camera, show the camera. Yeah, show <laughs> <laughs> Diet starts tonight. <laughs> you get diet coke. That wasn't on you. I mean, you were on it. But yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll stand. <laughs> that was so loud. Too. That was crazy. Sound like the floor broke. Yeah, God, just give us a sign to end the podcast. <laughs> Put it on our tab. Just hide it. Don't even tell them. Yeah. Yeah. They won't even know it. They'll think the next guy that's. I'm afraid to sit it. on one now. Yeah, if you're just joining, well, you're not just joining us, but we took a little break and uh, yeah, I broke a stool and I'm sorry, Ryan and Riley. Uh, I really don't think, I think it could have happened to anybody. I agree. I disagree, <laughs> but no. that's just me. 
Uh, before we move on, uh, we do, uh, as always, want to give our shout out to Doortender because I'm very excited because for our farewell episode, Brian from Doortender is coming. I've, I haven't met him yet. <laughs> I haven't met two him. Two years. We've talked, been talking for two years, probably the most like back and forth I've had with one of our partners. Never met him. So I'm uh, very excited to meet him. But again, just as always, thank you to them, our very first sponsor. And they're still with us. Uh, having so I better switch to diet here, I guess, so I don't break another stool, but still enjoying some beverages. Uh, you know the spiel by now uh, with DoorTender. Go to DoorTender.ca, download the app. It's free delivery. They're great people and hopefully killing it in Edmonton. B. Ryan. <laughs> all right couldn't have said it better myself thanks thanks for the input guys uh and andrew russell i'm not here tonight but normally we do uh just the tips or the andrew russell minute so i guess that is uh officially done he didn't even know the last one was his last one but still give him a shout out nonetheless so uh yep i could probably i could probably do this one ted uh if you got a house and prices are high sell when prices are low buy that's it Succinct. That was Shorter just the tips Andrew. with Andrew Russell and Associates. This Max guy. Energy. This guy gets oh. it. Yeah, and trim your bushes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, I hope you're emotionally prepared for this because you are about to do your last ever, oh dear, podcast ad read because it's time to move on to Deer Call. You were consoling was, Aaron. I, I forgot you were was, even doing it. Was, I thought at first Aaron was going, oh. <laughs> that was the best deer call you have ever yes. had. My God, kid. We never got an actual deer hunter on yeah. to validate my deer calls. Oh, that was so good. I'm not even mad you're having a fourth beer. I think I deserve a fourth <laughs> yeah, you beer do. after you do. deer call. Deer Call is brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, home of the Caesar that eats like a meal. Stop in at either location in Red Deer or Lacombe for the burger of the month and support a great cause with $2 from every burger sold going back to the local guest chef's charity of choice. Cilantro and Chive, your favorite new destination to meet with family and friends for food, drink, conversation and fun. And when I'm there next, I'm having a salad. Saving the saving stools. One oh I no, I don't. No, no. Done. Pulling the shoot. Yeah. Anyways, that Aaron, that was it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sad. I think though we should do a very quick aside and say how great it's been having Aaron do the ad reads, honestly. I think you do them better and it, it's just uh was a great way to bring you into the podcast and now you're uh just a full time like part of it and that ad reads is just one of the things you do. But how about a round of applause for Aaron's ad reading? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you guys had a choice. You brought me on for ad reads and I just never left. Yeah. So, and somehow you sorry. passed the test. <laughs> somehow you weaseled your way up to the main table. I did. <laughs> I did. I love it. Um, I loved having you around. You were yeah. the, you. You're the best. This has at, been the not most only fun. at ad reads, but bringing a level of legitis, legitis, legitimacy, <laughs> legitimacy to the podcast and professionalism that uh, none of us have ever brought before oh man that's a lot of pressure i yeah. think i actually oh. probably brought us down a few times you know, or definitely it, took us off track you know but you're like the roller like you need the ups and the downs and you provided <laughs> both of those let's let's get on with it oh, before lund's tongue gets too big to speak yeah he's <laughs> great at reads bad hair day great <laughs> bad hair day yeah they balance yeah balance yeah, yeah. 
So we did this one way back on episode seven. Was a lot of fun. Seems fitting for uh, this one to do it again. Uh, for our last ever deer call, we just said, ask us anything. Uh, this time we also had an option to ask us anything anonymously. Uh, so we got some pretty good, weird questions here. We did get a lot, so uh, have to filter a few out. And, and since we're doing a farewell episode after this one, I saved a couple of the podcast specific ones uh, for that, but we're still going to be, uh, we don't want to double up on what we're saying next episode. This could get pretty long, so uh, probably going to cut a lot of it out for the podcast, but uh, like last time too, you could go to YouTube eventually at some point and see the full version of this if you really want to get deep inside our minds. How and many I, YouTube subscribers do we have? Almost 200. Yeah. Like, what? More than zero, less than a million. Mm. Yeah. I'll start off with fitting one uh, for our Deer Call sponsor, Seahawk underscore mum on Instagram asked, a favorite menu item at cilantro and chive? Easy. Dill pickle poutine. All day, every day. There's a lot of good options, but I'd say one of the Caesars that eats like a meal. Good idea, Lund. Uh, thank you. I, I would say I, I would say the burger of the month just because it's different every month. And I know from experience, people do put a lot of thought into those burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're Aaron reading my ad reads, I write it's the month of the month for like five straight episodes. <laughs> I like the the little um, mac and cheese balls. Oh, Ooh, those yeah. Are good. Those are good. There's a lot. I'm a big fan of the duck wings. Yeah. Actually, those things yeah. are huge. Yeah. That, that's part of why. Maybe I need to eat regular size wings. <laughs> yeah. I won't break any more stools. But uh, there we go. That's an easy one. This is actually, you know what? Yeah, we'll get right into this. Uh, Julia asked, what is your favorite thing about Red Deer? Yeah, mine's easy. The The community champions that live in our, our city. You know, the Brennan Wokes, the Riley Kays, the Renee Rondos, the Bud Kellys. all the these- Dustin Morris. Yeah. Oh. I'll say it. The, yeah. Ken, the Ken Johnsons. Like, there's so many that bring our city to a level where there's a lot of people that bring it down, but there's much more people that bring it up. That's my favorite part. I'll just piggyback on that because for me, it's the people too, but it's more like I've lived here uh, for just over seven years now. And I think too, uh, a lot of it is thanks to all of you, like especially Dustin, because you're like the unofficial mayor of Red Deer and I've met so many people through you, but I feel like I've lived here my whole life. Because people are so welcoming. They don't care how new you are, right? Like, it's so easy to make relationships with people here, too, and keep them. And, uh, yeah, that the people, again, my favorite thing about Red Deer, too. Yeah, obviously, that's number one for me. But I'll go further and just talk about, you know, the, the trail system. Oh, uh, and the weather. Like, yeah, the weather. It's, it's been beautiful the last couple summers. But the birthday, just the, the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have all these great parks that people, you go and have birthday parties down that's at King true. Canyon or wherever. Like, it's stuff like that just having the opportunity to get active and get outside with your family and still have a good and safe time and do it in beautiful places. So, I I think we live in one of the greatest cities and it's unfortunate that a lot of people from out of town just think we're Gasoline Alley and I kind of take that personal a little bit and like... I, my answer was going to be Gasoline Alley. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll that. Yeah. Hey, Gasoline Alley's great, but we're more than that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same thing. The accessibility of the green spaces and especially so much along the river and just the Red Deer River in general. I, we've floated it and had the most incredible time doing that. Taking our horses swimming in the river and it's just... I didn't have that in Calgary. We didn't really float the river much. It was a kind of a pain in the butt to do so. The bow can be really dangerous. So the Red Deer River is, is really incredible to have so accessible. Uh, so yeah, you guys have taken all the, the obvious ones, but I'll, I'll go 
uh, this one's pretty obvious too. Uh, Red Deer hosts a lot of great events. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think being located where we are between Edmonton and Calgary, we kind of get the benefit of being centralized and and like the CFR, for example, uh, the the Wine and Food Festival. The I mean, there's so many things going on. Like every weekend, there's something to do here. Even though even though the bar scene is is lackluster right now, there's still lots and lots of stuff to do, and you don't have to go far to find it. So that's kind of that's. That's what I love most about the city. All right. Now we're going to go on the flip side, of course, because uh, SL Flyer on Instagram asked, and I'd like to go first on this one because uh, just to kind of build off what we said, what's your least favorite thing about Red Deer? And I'm going to say it's about, uh, for a lot of people who live here, their attitude towards the city they live in. And I'm, I'm going to go on a soapbox here because especially since starting at the radio station, we post a lot of stuff looking for opinions every day. And one was uh, right when the, the giant Cheeto was in Cheeto, Cheeto, Alberta. And, uh, you know, we asked, hey, what kind of giant thing would be in Red Deer? Looking for some fun answers. And we got like, honestly, like 50, 60 people. Go, oh, a giant crack pipe or this or that. I'm like, have you ever been to any other city ever? <laughs> Like, you think only Red Deer has people who smoke crack and, like, issues and stuff? And the thing about that is, look, every city has its problems. I get it. But a lot of people who don't live here uh, shit on Red Deer all the time. So, if we're doing it, of course, everyone else is going to do it, too. So, yeah, you know what? We have our issues for sure. Um, but I, I just think you just have to have pride in where you live. Or else, yeah, no one else is going to respect your city if you don't. So, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. And, uh, and again, so many more people that you see out there and like we've seen from this podcast who love this city and that's what we talk about and that's why people uh, we connect with people on this podcast but even if it's one bad attitude towards every hundred good attitudes it still spoils it so that is my least favorite thing about red deer so i don't even know if we can build off that because that was such a great answer and i couldn't agree more and I think if we rewind the podcast, I don't think you can do that. It's not a VC. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually a perfect rewind. Uh, I know. Yeah, this guy used to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> that guy gets The machine it. didn't make any noise, but he was under the counter making it sound like, let me just rewind this. One, go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't rewind your VHS. That's $2. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your least favorite you thing about Red paying? Do you guys remember paying for that shit? Because Kind, please rewind. rewind. Yeah. yeah, on every single tape, the sticker or on the, the late fees. Oh my god, that would that would used to be my, my most hated thing about Red Deer. The late fees from Blockbuster. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or, so from can, video update. Can you can video you view. can you rewind me one more time? <laughs> so when Ken Johnson, our mayor, said that is how we're going to fix the stigma of downtown is to change. People have to change their attitudes on, and and first he said, we're going to fix the shelter problem, which they're on that, our city council and the mayor are on that. And then he said, people are going to have to change their mindsets on, on what Red Deer is. And I couldn't agree more. So I'm not, I'm not going to touch this one. Well, you did and you built on it perfectly. I touched it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll go. Cause you guys got super serious. So they kept you lighten it up a little bit. All right. My, the thing I hate most that I can think of off the top of my head, cause I did no pre-work on this <laughs> <laughs> is the traffic lights on 30th Avenue, like getting from Collicut to Timberlands. Oh. It's very it's, specific. Well, but it's been like that forever. Yeah, that's it's been like that when day. we first started. Yeah. Exactly. We like we when we started driving, that drive was so hard, and that was before Timberlands was even like I bought it used my to be a I bought a, range. I bought a used yes 
yeah. I bought a used car out like where the co-op is. It was on a gravel road sitting on the side of the road. So um, it's always been like that. Nothing's going to change. It's just there's too many busy streets around there, but I'm going to bitch about that. It's pretty. I think you have a lot of people with you right now. Uh, the cell phone reception up in the Northeast. Oh yeah. my goodness. Is that yours? <laughs> Mine. Sorry. That Sorry. So wrong. shout out, he probably doesn't listen, but shout out to Lawrence Lee, uh, the counselor, the Red Deer counselor, because I know he's been on it. He's been pushing for it. I think TELUS adding a tower right away, but doesn't help me. But yeah, anyways, go ahead. I'm taking over your thing here. No, it's just a pain in the butt. And I can't call my husband or my mother every time I leave that quadrant of the city. Aaron, I a thousand percent agree with you. By far and away, that's my number one pet peeve. Uh, especially working from home uh, the last two two years or so. Um, I'll, I'll take a call, personal call or, or a call from work and then the call will get dropped or I'll cut out for 10 seconds and then we're not sure if it's from where I am. Uh, like I know it's from where I am, but the client might be on the road and they think it's them. And I'll say I'll say no, no. It's 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 my fault. I'm I'm in the northeast part of right <laughs> yeah. here. I, I, I'm in the I'm northeast part of the city. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm in the city and I don't have any reception. A, a, and let's clarify this whole time that you're talking to this person and cutting out. You're not moving. You're sat. You're I'm in sitting. My, yeah, yeah, I'm in, in the my same spot. I'm I, in my. I'm sitting in my mm. chair in my office and it's just cutting out like yeah. randomly. Yeah. And it's it always seems to cut out like the most important yeah. part of the yeah. conversation too. Like what wire do I cut? Oh, the red one wait what yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so but i did i did and ted you did bring it up i did see that telus is building a tower on that end of town by the end of 2022 so hopefully we only have a month left yeah, of this it, crap it might beat this podcast coming out but, but isn't that crazy that that's a even a thing that exists we're in so, the, we're in the city yeah we're like in city limits so like people call me and we'll be cutting out and they'll be like oh are you in timberlands like yeah. i can hear them say that yeah. but i just can't respond that's the worst that's part is wild. you can hear them perfectly yes but they can't hear you and they're oh well, you're cutting out it must be me but so the two things one I, I don't know how true this is but i think it's because they can't get an lte tower in that area of town because there's t- too many like two bird sanctuaries close by that's i can't confirm that that's what i've heard but the trick is it's very annoying but you have to switch go into your cellu- cellular data on your phone switch to 3g and then i have no issues taking oh. phone calls at home if are i switch we, to 3g are we on 5g yeah like when is 5g like like isn't bill gates yeah. you're on injecting his microchips so it's, it's lte works. is the issue so anyways that is that is a great one yeah. and hopefully it can be yeah, solved but there's a, really a trick if you are having bad cell phone yep. reception but then i go to certain parts again like down by like the call the polytechnic and stuff i have to switch back to lte because there's not very good 3g service down there so it's it, there's a workaround but it's very annoying i think the bottom line though is, is we all have our pet peeves but we still love red deer i think if this is the shit we're complaining about we're pretty lucky yes um it's this is definitely a first first world problem problem and it still sucks it's annoying but you know what we'll, we'll be able to handle it so uh, let's move on to something way less serious we had three different people ask this honestly Liesel and two anonymous listeners who both could have been aaron i don't know they said when are we going to get a co-worker aaron spin-off podcast Ooh. When I tell you that I have never been so flattered, like when Ted told me I almost cried and the fact that it was people that I didn't know uh, was huge. So first of all, thank you to those three people that made my absolute day, if not month. (laughs) 
Now, this, this is why you look so fancy tonight. Yes, <laughs> this is for oh. my, my this is an fans. audition. This is an yes. audition for the next pod. What I will say is, is that I am unwilling to do the level of work that Ted does. <laughs> and also Ted is unwilling to do the work for me, which is fair. However, if somebody is interested, reach out. If you want to be a sponsor, we can make this happen. <laughs> We're not doing this weekly, but if you just want to hear my opinions like once a month for 20 minutes... I can tell you how to Errol, run your life. Come over to your house and tell I'll you her tell opinion. You, yeah. Honestly, maybe. <laughs> we but should I'm, actually do it like rent door a tender. person. It'd be yep. like bartender. <laughs> we just send Aaron. <laughs> just someone to just come door to door yeah, to just boss talk you around. To you. Yeah. I rent, have, just rent Aaron. Rent oh, Aaron. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's different. That's different. And yeah, that's, that's probably that's not illegal. legal. But yeah. here, I'm going to put this out there right now. If someone wants to sponsor, uh, and Aaron runs your life type of podcast. It's 20 minutes every two weeks, a month or whatever. We get a sponsor, especially if it's just you, Aaron, that will take me 20 minutes to edit. I will do it. It'll be the first subsidiary podcast of Oh Dear. I would like to know what your podcast would be about. Like, no, how I, would would, you- I want people to ask me questions and I'll tell them my thoughts. I have no training in that, but like, I've literally done it for like, most of you. We could do a one-on-one on one interview you've with done you it and most Aaron, of your life. Talk about yeah. your life, right? Like I think... I'd listen. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants to get behind that, uh, maybe hopefully, you know, pay for a little studio time here at Communal Creative Studios, whatever it is. Yeah, Aaron, I will, because if I only have to edit, I don't have to like plan anything, you know, try to organize six, seven different people. I think that's a very easy thing to do. And I I think it would be great. There we go. We got the editor lined up. Now we just need the uh, benefactor. Yes. All right. Well, I'm ready to be the... First podcast in the uh, Oh Dear Podcast Network. What would you wow. call? What would you call your show? Aaron runs your life because that's no. what she does for mine. Can, yeah, I think we can do better than that, but that's yeah. a gist. Okay. Also, okay. yeah, we're also looking for names. Yeah. So, and I wasn't going to put this in here because Julia even freaking asked this the last time we did this. Ask us anything, but this is just for Aaron because now this is a preview of the coworker Aaron podcast, and you you can pull no punches here. Don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. Like say. We can Why? cut it if I make you yeah. cry. No, you won't. You, you might really actually help me on some self-realization. Julia says, "Why is Ted single?" You know what? I've got an answer. Number one, it's by choice. Ted has options, so oh, you are choosing to be sing- single. Also, you're scared of being hurt. Cool. Oh the yeah, tru- the truth hurts. Oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that that wasn't yeah. scary at all. No, you you're scared to put yourself out there and meet a. Uh, the one. Yeah, but you're also having fun. You are having fun, for yeah. sure. And you are absolutely single by choice. And you pick the right guy to live with yeah. for the fun. Yeah. First of all, I actually expected a little more brutal than that. But, uh, you know, one thing I will say being friends with Aaron has taught me, uh, A, you need friends that you can go on gossip walks with and just talk about whatever. Yes. And B, yeah, I've learned, if we're going to go serious for a second, this is maybe what the first episode is going to look like. Uh, I've learned over the last couple of years after getting divorced that your relationship status does not define you, even though a lot of people like to joke, oh, Ted, you're single. Oh, I said, well, your wife just smacked you for making that joke and I've had 10 beers. So, like, <laughs> who's really living the terrible life right so yeah thank you for i was yeah i was expecting way worse suck it julia i don't think she's done go ahead Aaron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. we'll save it for we'll save it for the first episode so we'll go back to we've got more kind of on that people kind of went after not went after but focused on london i a bit in the anonymous questions but just a fun one karina wants to know toilet paper roll over or under I want to find out who here is a serial killer. I'm always over. I would say I'm over. Generally over, but I'm a wild card. I'll, yeah. I'll whatever way it, it lands, I'll let it fly. I'm a complete joker as well. 
<laughs> I don't know where. I don't actually know the answer to this one. He's I, never looked. I just put it on. Yeah. Mullet or not mullet? I would so so I set it up over, but if it's under, I'm not I'm not perturbed enough oh. to switch it. Yeah, I know. I'm well, I remember one I'm time when we used to have like during the chubs when it was in red, you'd have people over and I went into my bathroom the next day and someone very nice of them to replace the roll, but they put it under and I said no more parties. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> What are you guys saying? You guys think over is the more popular answer? You yeah. Think it's I could give a shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. oh, well done. And I think I whistled. All oh, right. I did a pun. <laughs> I whistled though. When there I is a correct answer. I think the guy who patented it had a. Oh, I love diagram. all the, di- we'll I love the diagrams up. when they ask this question. Yeah. There's like like engineering, like arrows <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and like yeah. the the best way uh, the best way it flows. And I don't I don't know what it is, but over for me just makes more sense. Um, I've never. Heard heard you give a more thoughtful yeah, answer. Yeah. It was toilet paper, Talking of course. Engineer <laughs> says the guy you who guys, bought a bidet. You guys are here. <laughs> yeah, I used that the other day, though. That was nice. Yeah, so nice. you guys got a drinking fountain for when I throw <laughs> up in your toilet? So, yeah, well, okay, let me go on then. Oh, okay. So I did buy that Tushy 2.0, which is a home bidet. And let me tell you, if you have an extra 100 bucks, I would recommend it. It is, like, think is it about it. Heated water? No, it's uh, not here. It, it shocks, yeah, it shocks I've used system. it at four thirty in the morning before, though. It I'm wakes you up. I'm up. It wakes yeah. you up, Aaron. It needs to be heated. And yeah. I thought you said Lundy tell you. <laughs> I didn't know you said let me. I thought you said and Lundy tell you. I got the Tush two <laughs> But anyway, so like like think about it like uh, logically. You you have dirty hands. Let's see, you have muddy hands. You don't just get paper towel and wash your hands off. No, you run them underwater. You get get wet. Why is your ass any different? Why wouldn't you get your your ass wet and get all that crap out of there? <laughs> Why after 30 episodes, you've never spoken more clearly and passionately about anything than wiping your ass? <laughs> this tushy has revolutionized the toilet game. It needs to be warm. I, I just, I, I think people are too ashamed to talk yeah. about it. And I'm a toilet guy. I love toilet humor. I love, <laughs> yeah. you should have heard the okay. toilet jokes we, we, I was yeah. making. But uh, <laughs> don't that, get me started. Yeah, we yeah. won't. But that was... That, I, I like that. Uh, really quick, just let's answer real quick. Brandon wants to know your favorite bar, restaurant, shop, just place to visit in downtown Red Deer. Saks Thrift Ave. And it's not because they're a sponsor. I, every time mm-hmm. I have friends in town, we go there. I have many, many cute pieces of clothing for them. from them. I know their records and whatever. I'm there for the clothes. The vintage clothes are amazing. Saros. What is that? It's a Italian restaurant downtown. Oh, yeah, I did know that. It's delicious. Amazing yeah. lasagna and local. So, I'll, I'll pay you back off that one. Uh, hopefully, I say it right. It's Podi Dong, I think. Fo Thai Dong? Yeah, but you, it's, I, I've been told it's pronounced oh. Podi. Oh, but is that wow. the one? Right it's right by, by Superstore. Super yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vietnamese Amazing. place. Amazing. Great price, quick. Can't recommend it enough. So, for me, I, I'm going to, yeah, I, Famoso, I think is close enough oh. to downtown. That's probably my favorite spot to go. Pizza's great. Owner's, owner's, uh. Even better. Shit bag. Just kidding, Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, owner's a good he, guy. He has not listened to one episode of this podcast. I know, he that's tells me a every time I've seen him. That guy's a piece of shit. If you heard this, <laughs> if you heard this, Ryan, I'll know you listened. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, I thought someone was going to say here, Communal Creative Studios. Obviously, we've had a lot of fun here. Oh, Dustin wrote it down. CCS. Yeah. But, uh, I, I love what, what's uh, been happening with the Ross Street patio. Even right now, right? It's all lit up uh, in 
the winter time but in the summer they've got the music going on a couple different restaurants you can order from when you sit there so uh a great thing it's only getting better too there but uh that is my favorite thing uh brad really quick ryan lund and kevin walsh yes or no brad wants to know will there be a deer hunt too uh yes there will it will be bigger and better than ever you can take that to the bank <laughs> go ahead kevin answer <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, I really want to, and I think that we really, if we if we pull it off again, we have to start planning earlier, just because it is a lot of work. But it's also, I think it's, I think it's worth, it's worth, it's it. worth it, it's worth and it. And we were going to do it this year, but it, it was just, the timing just didn't work out with ever, like everyone just got too sidetracked. And well, it was like coming out of COVID, and and you know, we had excuse, yeah. everyone's got excuses. We just, we just didn't make it a priority. But yes, the dream is to have a deer hunt to a deer hunt three. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll, st- we'll just two. start we'll at deer hunt four and five. <laughs> All right. So the answer is yes on that one. Um, <laughs> this is the last one, our non-anonymous ones. Val wants to know, how many Brussels sprouts can you make Lund eat by beating him at rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> so let me give you some background. We're at Bose. We're there for the wrestlers. Uh, Pub, Pub night. Pub night. We're having a great time. Val loves to play. So, so this is my my sister-in-law. She loves to play games and she started playing rock, paper, scissors with Lund. And if he lost, he had to eat the Brussels sprouts, which if you're going to have Brussels sprouts at Bose, they are the best. However, they are still Brussels sprouts. Lund is very, very bad at rock, paper, scissors. Lost every game. Had to keep eating the Brussels sprouts. Was a petulant child. It was like you were making him eat. He would have been happier eating dirt. I've never seen a sadder more. Yeah. He was doing that thing you do when you're a kid where you just chew, 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 but you don't swallow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the most vegetables I've eaten in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> was, and no, they, I mean, I see you eat vegetables. That's not like, true. I, I eat the good vegetables, but not Brussels sprouts. I love sprouts. Brussels sprouts. But anyways, oh the God. answer is uh, as many as you want because he keeps losing. Yeah. The answer is 17. <laughs> I think that that's tracks. how many Brussels sprouts I yeah. had that night. And that's my max. Miserable for every single one of them. Yeah. That's why I drink, because I have to eat Brussels sprouts when I drink. <laughs> now we'll get on to the anonymous questions. A lot of these were weird and like we don't know how to answer it because we don't know who asked. Uh, would Ted please put on his firefighter outfit again? The answer is slide into my DMs. I don't know who's asking. Oh, yes. That's something I, I would do with firefighter calendar again. Yeah. I think we would, I think we all would do. I don't think we're going to get asked to do it yeah, again, yeah. but I would. And the mayor of Red Deer does not want to see the photo of it again. I'll tell you <laughs> I, that much. I think when he's out of office, he'll take the photo, but. He didn't. He no, Well, yeah, he left it here. He didn't even bring it with him. No, it's a scan, that's a scandal waiting to yeah. happen. This one too, and this might only be to, to me and Lund, but maybe for everyone else here, pretend you're single. Uh, would you ever be friends with benefits? Again, depends who's asking, depends on the situation and uh, probably getting those DMs. See, I have no idea. Like, I've been dating my wife since high school and never... That wasn't even a thing when we were young. Yeah, and and there was no internet dating. There was no Tinder. There's no any of that. So, like, I don't even know... I don't know how to function in today's society. I'm an adult woman. I'm not interested in situationships. I, I could not... I couldn't go back to anything like that. I think, I think honestly, at this age, friends with benefits is the same thing as dating. Like, I don't think you can, you can call it whatever you want, but you're, if you're doing it, you're dating. So, so, so my answer is no, I will not. But give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we just had Dustin. Thanks for running downstairs. Um, we are recording our farewell episode right after this. And the first bit of our studio audience is here. And uh, we're doing Deer Call right now, sponsored by Cilantro and Chive. And Riley is here and he brought us a bunch of food. So we're going to hurry this along. And Cousin Dane. This everyone can give their opinion. But who's the most sad that the podcast is coming to an end? Dustin. 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 Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'd say the same. Now, if it was who's the most mad? It's me. I'm the most mad. <laughs> you got you got your you got your own pod. Maybe Riley will sponsor the coworker Aaron <laughs> podcast. Right? Put the pressure. He on. already owes us ten bucks for opening a can while we're recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> look, look for a hair studio. All right, easy one. Uh, this we don't even have to elaborate on this. Who will get a girlfriend first, Ted or Lund? Um, yeah, I'll say Lund because I'm mm. I'm better. You're, you're gettable. He doesn't want to be single. Ted wants to be single. I'm they're both gettable. They're both gettable. No, I just mean like I'm Lund not. Is- e- I'm not easy though. I don't <laughs> want the world to get yeah. me confused with being easy. I think you're easy. You're more receptive to a relationship right now than I am. I, I, you're I easy. think it's Ted. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Aaron. I, yeah, I think, I think Ted's Ted. coming up on an era Ted, of Ted. Ted's yes. still married. <laughs> <laughs> so, gotta wade through that. Yeah, his married that people is. have never had a girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. Fair. This one's just for Aaron. Which oh dear guy would Erin marry if she had to? So here's the thing. I think you guys all have a lot of positives and negatives. I don't see any of the marriages lasting. I think Dustin, we'd have a ton of fun. Ted, like we have a really good connection. We'd be we married like, forever. We would Even be. if we got divorced, we we'd wouldn't have, get divorced. Yeah. Huh? Lun, I love you. It, it would, it might be you. And Kevin, I think that you would provide like a really wonderful, fulfilling life for us. So I don't think I could go answer wrong. Answer the question, Erin. Yeah. She likes to Are have you fun. We know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm, I'd throw your names in a hat and then I'd oh. take my lot in life. Okay. We'll that's, do that later. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in case. That's a win for all of us. Um, this one's just single question mark. What? Yes. No. No. Uh, yes. Nope. Yeah, that was an easy one. Uh, shout me out. I, it's just all someone said. So, hey, you, a person <laughs> who submitted your question anonymous, anonymously, this one's for you. Who would go on a blind date? So, again, just hypothetical if you're single. A lot of thirsty bitches out there in Red Deer. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I don't, I don't think like a blind, blind date, I don't think I would. And here's the thing is... I hate being when people are like, hey, you should meet my friend, blah, blah, blah. First of all, I don't like when people just assume that like I'm like desperately lonely and they need to set me up. That's a whole that's a me thing. But I, the, the blind blind date, I don't think you I have would. have a bad attitude about that because it's not that we think that you need a partner. It's that we see qualities in you that we think would match with somebody else. Oh, but so then I, some I, people say, here's my friend. And I go, I want to jump in here because if someone's just like, oh, I want to set you up. It's not always just because they think. You know, you no. need it or whatever. I think a blind date could be fun if the yeah. if, it, yeah. if if, if the person is good. If I say to someone, no, sucks, I just want to suck. go to someone and say, "Set me up." I don't because it just puts a weird pressure on it too. Like, hey, I know that I got this friend that you you need to meet them, and then it's you've got like almost this third person involved in the date. I know that's just my personal feelings. I know why. Uh, yeah, it works out great for a lot of people, and I'm sure. I know maybe my attitude will change, yeah. but I'm not a big blind date guy. I'm. Be open to new experiences. Say yes. And maybe yeah. I'll come facilitate that date if you think I'm there anyway. Uh, here's an interesting one that actually I think, I don't know. How many exes do you have? And three. So, 
you just know it right off the hop, eh? Yeah, I wrote it down. Because then we're talking like, like, are we talking like legit relationships? Like you actually have put a, some sort of label on it. Like, That's right? like, what I what take it yeah. as. And I would be three as well. Nice. Yeah. I held hands with one. Well, <laughs> Grade six. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't oh, actually man. date anybody till I'd graduated university. Okay. So we're talking about that. <laughs> Old hands probably yeah. like yeah. seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. Like legit, legit. How many ex like girlfriends do you think you have though? I Walsh pro, has I'm, like I, four thousand from yeah. middle school. <laughs> Those don't count. No, like every, we're talking every Monday, he'd be, yeah. he'd be holding hands with a yeah, new girl, he's smooching another one. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mean that, that for this to happen, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I fully uh, expected it when I saw this question. I'd be between. I'd probably be about six or seven, including being married. Yeah, I'd be probably zero. Yeah, seven. I'd be. I was one before my wife. Yeah. There we go. I feel like a lot of them are uh, about dating. Yeah, I know. I told you people kind of came after us a bit. When was the last time you wet the bed? And not, like, on, for me, honestly, I would have been a kid. I peed my pants the first time I got drunk in like grade eight, but not. I was just walking around outside. We're going to unpack that later. Yeah. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember it was at a sleepover and I was, it had been years since I had, and this was the last time I did. And I just remember being really, really embarrassed by it. Like I, I knew I, I was too old. I think I'm like you. I think I was like seven. Yeah. Pee sleepover. Yeah. yeah. Called my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Called your mom. Can't spell I'm- sleepover without a pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Point. laughs> It, it just worry, sucks when you go to out. a sleepover with a plastic sheet. <laughs> oh. oh, easy on the fluids, buddy. Yeah. Dustin, yeah. why is your sleeping bag you so sleep noisy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say he was going to sleep with Fuller tonight. Has anyone, though, like being like having too much to drink or anything like that? Just had that. I know there's people who've like done things like Robaxa set and then had too much to drink have wet the bed, but. What's like, what, what's your definition of wetting the bed? Because I, I like, yeah. I think in one time in the last 10 years. We're not talking about wet dreams, bud. No. <laughs> oh, he was, oh, he was yeah. on no, no. stains so, in that no, last here's, game, here's right? a story, yeah. and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like, in some time in the last 10 years, you know, sometimes you have those dreams where you're oh, like yeah. peeing, oh, you're yeah. about to pee in your dream, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then yeah. you wake up, yeah. and then you're like, fuck, I got to pee. One time, it like started coming out. Oh, like, yeah. not yeah. like a yeah. lot. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say I wet the bed. But like my boxers were wet yeah. and was on the bed, front. Was the bed wet? No, because it was bad. enough. It woke he's, me up. He's and been then doing I his exercises so he could snap so, it off. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. mad he enough knows. to say yeah. that I that it happened at some point in the last ten years. That happened once. I'm not. I'm what? not mad enough to say that. I'll, I'll say. I'll say like twelve yeah. or thirteen. I, I also, wow, really? Yeah. That's yeah, probably middle school. Yeah. Oh, I'm not so embarrassed. I was, a, I, was a, I was a bad wetter until yeah. like middle school. Oh, really? Did you bring plastic <laughs> sheets to your sleepover? Don't laugh. That's a thing, Kevin. No, I just went home. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just pissed her bed and went home. <laughs> I'm out. See you later. <laughs> I think it's My a, work here is done. It's very important yeah, to yeah. say right now. Hey, that Mrs. Henderson, <laughs> take care of this pee bed yeah. while I just go home. Had a great time. Walk home. Thanks for the meal. <laughs> no one else can see this, but Riley brought his cousin with him who none of us have ever met. And he's sitting here listening to this. Never met any of us. But have a really great podcast (laughs) this is why it's ending yeah Uh, i think that's a great time to end the ask us anything too so a thank you to everyone uh who submitted your questions that was a lot of fun and you know what again something we can still do like on social media on video and stuff because i actually really like doing those so 
Hard to believe, but we've pretty much reached the end of our last formal episode, or Dustin, just official episode uh, of Oh Dear, which is uh, pretty crazy to think. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a very with a very informal farewell episode, uh, just so we can say a proper thank you to everyone who supported us over the last two years. Uh, we'll have some more friends in studio uh, joining us. So yeah, we're going to record it right after this. going to be lots of fun, uh, especially if you're Ryan Lund. So you can expect that episode uh, coming out on December 11th, the two-year anniversary of Oh Dear. So we're going to do this later so everyone can watch, but we do have to do our hot chip challenge that uh, Walsh, Lund, and I have to do. But we're going to do that at the very end because we don't want to try to record after doing it. So we're going to cut. We're going to do it later. But we're, right now, we're going to cut to see how it went. Hey, Lundy, take us into the future. Yeah, bud. take us into the time travel, bud. <laughs> sound like an alien yeah <laughs> oh, i'm sorry could you have a time machine that yeah. you can make a sound effect yeah right. you had a better one last time try because I, I can reverse that's the reverse yeah i was doing the reverse yeah. of that because that's reverse yeah. <laughs> so let's all right that. this guy knows. hot chip challenge here we go all right so three of you have to eat this and, but and three of you get tea. Yes, we've opened it up to the studio audience. Full disclosure, we've broken the chips into like four or five pieces because we don't need to send anybody to emerge tonight. But as our our final act, this is the last thing that we're actually recording for the podcast is eating these chips together. So um Let's fuck around and find out, boys. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> so, and hey, yeah, we have the athlete joining us too, and Mike Pasman. Mike, you don't have a glove, so I'm going to feed you yours. Give, me, give, me, give it to me. Oh, oh come on. Come on. At least Ooh, grab that one. Kevin. No. Yeah. No. no. Get it in your mouth already before one of them starts to react. Oh, oh you guys put it in? Right. Yeah. Going? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. no. It's so gross. Oh, it doesn't taste good. Oh, that's a mistake. Oh. <laughs> it's, it starts off oh, not wow. bad, and you're no. like, this isn't as bad as people think. <laughs> it starts off, it starts off okay. And then it gets And then real it just bad. fucks you right up. Yeah. Can I have that? Oh, it's already giving me the hiccups. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking. Who's going to be the last to drink something? This was a real bad idea, and I'm really sorry. I guess mine. Oh, I can't. Can you? I'm gonna drink. Like it, it's not good. You're gonna yarp? No. I know. I'm a little. Like it's not good. Oh, I just can't stop drooling. That's it. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Oh my god, I'd rather get married again. Oh my god, it sucks. It's getting worse. Oh, I told myself I was gonna cry. Yeah, don't don't do this, child. Oh. Alright, we lost Walsh. The watering mouth is happening. Hot chip challenge. Don't don't do it. No. No. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back, not knowing how that went, but uh, I'm guessing it's going to be terrible. And stay tuned to, uh, obviously, for the video of that. So, again, not our final goodbye, but I want to throw it to everyone really quickly for their final thoughts as we wrap up this episode. Yeah, I mean, you in the deer call, you had mentioned that I'd be the saddest of this podcast. I'm just so proud of what, what we've accomplished here. 
you know, people have listened, which is crazy. He's in the room today, but we've had so many great partners and community people in Riley and Brennan and Louie and the list goes on and on and on. I've had so much fun doing it. And of course, I'm going to be the saddest because I just love getting together with all my friends and having drinks and supporting community. And I mean, Riley threw me a beer that I've never had today and it's the coolest looking can I've ever seen. I'm going to miss all that, of course, but Man, I you just still drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> I just won't see Riley as much. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll see him at Slancho, yeah. but I, I've just had a blast. Yeah. So. so again, everyone, keeping in mind that this isn't our final goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. That one, was not bad. Anyone else? Man, that chip was spicy. <laughs> Perfect. Is this where I get sappy or do I do that on the next one? Next one. one next one. Okay. This is just like, this is our last formal episode. Yeah, I so. thought the last one was informal. I wasn't sure yeah. if you're going to have microphones or dress shirts no, or yeah. what. I don't, if I don't, don't if you're still shirt. listening, thank you. Yeah. So this yeah. this is the last episode doing like all the game, the segments that we do, that type of stuff. So you, you could speak to that. No, I I think that this has been a ton of fun and gotten me involved in the community in a way that I don't think I would have otherwise. And that's been really wonderful. And, and meeting everybody that I've met and becoming good friends with all of you has been really incredible. And just having having so many people be excited that we're doing this and belief in us is, is crazy and has been really amazing. Oh, I actually, I said mine. Okay. <laughs> to anyone still listening, thank you. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm going to say mine for our actual last episode. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so with that, one last <laughs> huge thank you to Mayor Ken Johnson for taking the time to join us for our final podcast interview. Uh, he was sure to let us know too that he had a great time uh, and obviously we all did too and hopefully again uh, can catch up with him again in the future. Of course, thank you as always to our presenting sponsor, Bo's Bar and Stage uh, Communal Creative Studios, Ryan and Riley, uh, for letting us use the space tonight even though uh, they're busy elsewhere. So, uh, for the second last time for Kevin Walsh, Dustin Moore, Ryan Lund, and co-worker Aaron. I'm Ted Emmett. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time for our final farewell.